passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. screwed and a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with any of that nonsense because it's all nonsense because it's all a bunch of bullshit Brent has the best news in the world for me and I'm so fucking callous that I can't even put it over yeah I can't I I can't even really talk about it right now yeah do not talk about it I won't but you know Brent like I should be you know the old Bubba no I I get it I get it I get it I totally get it Brent's got some great news, and like he's jumping up and down, and I'm like, yeah. I get it. Oh, I'm so sorry, Brian Matroni, my bad lover. I'm going to spill the beans and save 15% by switching to guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll spill the news. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll spill the I slept at the Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, that was probably a good cricket caper. Hey, yeah, those, hey. those days are over, my hey. capers. Hey, I don't know, man. You got the Sunday uh, Bubba tailgate. Anything can happen. That's true. Are you going to be there? No, unfortunately, I'm out of town. You know what? When you go back, Bubba, to 2000, when I first started with you, and it, remember um, XM came out, right, with satellite radio? Yeah. And I go to Bubba, and I was like, fuck, man, this sucks. He's like, what? I was like, satellite radio. That means we're not going to have a job. And he's like, Bubba's like, buddy, we're going to be the ones on satellite radio. Yeah, well. <clears throat> yeah, but guess what? Yeah, I was right. You were right. And that, you know what? That conversation right there changed my mentality for my entire life because I get it changed my mentality to, yeah, we're the ones that are going to be on. So yeah. that's where that's where that's where my head is, and uh, I've just been. I know, I know. You lately, have, like the last, I don't know, ten years. I know, buddy. when I think maybe I got a victory. I, you know, I just told a story earlier this morning. I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but this is the kind of way things go with me. I was talking to this station in Gulfport, Mississippi, and uh, in December, the first week of December, a guy named was Kenny, Kenny May, or I don't, I don't know what his name is, but he was the operation manager. Uh, for this radio cluster that consisted of a really badass, like, 100,000-watt FM classic rock station. And then they had, like, another station, like maybe a hip-hop or a country that flanked it. And then they had an AM talk that was, like, it was equivalent to our nines. Like, like, yeah, like, the, like conservative. Uh, yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, conservative talk, but was, like, super cool. Well, the the equivalent to, like, R98 Rock was number one in town, okay? And they had Walton and Johnson... Uh, from Houston. And they, and, and they, I've met those guys. And those guys have been in that market now for I don't know how many years. They were number one, and iHeart stole them yeah. and took them across the street. <clears throat> well, this Kenny May guy who knows radio is like, man, I don't care what the industry says about Bubba. I'm going to bring him in because what way to really uh, – Justin Kuntz, thank you, $20 in the cash app. Uh, you can always throw a little money my way. 
That's how we uh, that's how we do business at Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal at the Bubba Army. So the Bubba Army. So anyway, uh, the guy. I mean, the guy. You know, he he knows who we are. You know, I am Brandon. He's like, man, what better way to screw over Clear Channel, iHeart, is to bring in this guy. You know, be, uh, who will who will do? You know, I will destroy. Walton and Johnson. Oh, you'll yeah. do well in Gulfport. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you 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 guys all know my brand. Brent, yeah. You're very familiar with it. Maybe Babyface, you as well. Golf <laughs> Gulfport's all casinos and parties, man. Well, not only that, but and, just I got I got Mississippi people. Yeah, and I got like I got kind of a you know I'm running an excavator, fucking good old boy. You know that. Yeah, those guys <laughs> those guys would love it. Earn a, I own a dirt track. Talk about chicks. You know they are gonna love and me. Football like that. That's, and, that's and, Mississippi's all about. And this that. guy knows it too. So. Walton and Johnson scheduled to like their last shows December like 16th or something of last year, and then so this guy's calling me and he's like, "We came up with a little bit of money, not that big a deal," and he's like, "You're my guy, you're my guy, oh my god, you're my guy, I'm so fucking happy." I'm like, "Oh me too, oh my god, this is gonna be huge because I'm gonna be able to get into a legitimate market on a legitimate signal and kick some ass, and I'm not inheriting." You know, a piece of shit that right. I like a thirteenth. Right. Pl- I'm I'm fucking taking over the number one show. The right. guys are going across the street. This is going to be huge for the radio industry because that's it's. Listen, the radio industry is monkey see, monkey do. They they whatever the hottest syndication is, or you know, like Ben Shapiro for instance. Yeah, Ben Shapiro came out of nowhere, but once you heard Ben Shapiro, you had to have him. You know, like, oh man, this guy's got the it factor. And so Ben Shapiro went from seven stations to 500 stations just because he is the new it factor. Because he became the thing that people wanted to put on. Right. Well, I've had, you know, I'm black, pretty much black, bald from regular radio. And for the, for, for, I don't know why, but whatever. Regular radio is blackballing themselves right now. Well, they are. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, what better what better story than to roll in uh, roll in to a big market on a big signal and and sustain the number one status while kicking this legendary, you know, it just all the it was there were so many right things about it. I'm all fucking pumped. I'm <clears throat> talking to Blitz about making sure they have the barracks and we're working on feeds to make sure they know the tertiary tones and then we take, you know, we take eight, six minutes and twenty second stop sets, you know, here's the clock, blah, blah, blah. Two, three, four days before we're supposed to start, Kenny calls me. It's like, hey, I got bad news. What? My owner, who's a hands-off owner, and lets me this. Now, Kenny was the operation manager, right? Yeah. I he never like I've made changes in afternoon. I've made you know I've made format changes on our other station. Like I don't I I don't answer to anybody. But he stepped in and said that he <laughs> was friends with Kim Guthrie, and Kim Guthrie told him that under any, like, I am the devil. Like, you are going to ruin your radio station if you put this guy on. He knew Kim through, I, everybody knows each other in radio. Oh, of course. I mean, everybody knows, especially when you're a president of a major corporation like Kim was. That's borderline tortious interference. It is. I mean, I was going to say, Brian. I was going to say, Brian. She's she's borderline. She's walking. She's walking a pretty dangerous. I mean, how do I prove it? The the owner. Hold on. The new. Is there an email? A text? But here's the deal, Brian. It's like I I can't. I I, even Tom Bean would say like, okay, so we're going to go sue Kim Guthrie, uh, uh, and but that's going to have to have then the 
owner who got the email is going to have to cooperate with this. It's just going to be a shit show. And then it's going to be Bubba sues because he didn't get his way. Yeah, that's why I said almost. I didn't, <laughs> but, say, but, but, I didn't say you should sue. I'm just saying it's, border, I know. it's borderline. You, you wanna, you wanna but get... I was told to sit down and shut the fuck up. You're not getting the job. So you know, you know what, though? And, and you're not going to want to hear what I have to say, but, but listen to me very closely. I think you're chasing the wrong dragon. No, no, no. I, 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 I really am, do. I, I, I think that you have. Here's what you have that, that almost nobody else has. <clears throat> Maybe only Howard, and he's not even willing to, to, to use it. You have a library of a f- incredible content. Now, how do, how do we repackage that and deliver that content? Yeah, that's, that's continuing. That's continuing develop, to develop. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that terrestrial radio is on the verge of collapse. But, you know, it certainly would have been a good success story, and it would have helped me build my brand because then people have – Gulfport, go and find my other means, which does make me money. And so it's just a very, I mean, hey, the more terrestrial affiliates I can get, the stronger the overall brand gets because I have 13 ways to shake people down from OnlyFans to my YouTube to my to Facebook to merchandise to, I mean, you know the shakedown. No, I know. And so, but th- so when I, when I get good news like you just gave me, and I used to be fucking doing John Belushi type cartwheels. I have I have been so calloused and conditioned. No, I get you. To I... to think like, well, this is just a short lived victory because I'm going to be getting the great news next week when they tell me, uh, we've, we're going to go ahead and take a pass on that. <clears throat> so, Hallie, I can't wait for. Cause I promise to take you to dinner, the fanciest dinner. <laughs> the, the, just let's not make it burns. <clears throat> uh, Hallie, I hope you like Longhorn Steakhouse because I, I love, love Longhorn. I love it, and I'd love, love to take you and Caitlin out. Yeah, I love for a Longhorn. celebratory dinner, or maybe we'd go over to Tate's and have a few over there. But yeah, I, I I hope that that is happening soon. From what you're saying, it will. And uh, I'm I'm so excited. More importantly, I'm so appreciative. To uh, to what you've been doing for me lately, and you went on, you got on a plane a few weeks ago, flew your ass uh, a couple thousand miles away, and got dug in deep on this project, and it just that's what's kind of made the difference. I was talking to Mark about it last night. Yeah, and uh, I just um, it you know things are looking pretty good for us, aren't they? Yeah, like the, the, <laughs> like uh, yeah. I mean, good is is that that's that's being um reserved about it. Yeah, so. I think as things develop, I might be able to talk about it maybe more, or I may not be able to talk about it at all. Yep. Like I may not, they may, they may say. I no. think the next time that you're going to be able to talk about it is going to be a press release. Oh, okay. So Perfect. I, really, I, I, I honestly, that's where we're, that's where we are. Perfect. So, so <clears throat> let's get in. Uh, uh, we got a lot, we got a little bit of sports to talk about, but I don't want to, I don't want to do too much of that because that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about. We got quite a bit in terms oh. of current events and oh. politics oh, and my world God. events. Let's start with Putin and Brian. You were saying it was on my screen earlier. Uh, uh, what you were looking at, and uh, you know, Putin orders partial mobilization of Russian reservists and hence at using nuclear weapons. Is now this is for both of you, but first you, Brian. Is Putin in trouble? Like is is oh, he yeah. in trouble? Oh yeah, because of the because of the oligarchs and the way they work. So uh, Brent and I were talking because I, I was looking off at air, a, which means nothing for our fine listeners. Right, right. Well, I'm so I was going to get into what we were talking about, which was I was you know about three months ago there were pictures of Putin and he had the puffy face, like huge, massive puffy face that you know people get when they're undergoing chemo or when they're taking steroid treatment or if they've recently been poisoned. Uh, in in some other way, similar to chemo, because you know it's the 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 nuclear materials or what what causes that and the the 
chemical reactions and everything. So now he's looking, I just saw a picture of him from the other day. Now he's looking like he aged about a decade in overnight, essentially. And so I was, you know, asking him if he thought Putin has cancer or if he got poisoned. And now, does Putin really I, I think he's like, been poisoned because does Putin really not run the show? Does he no. really report to these oligarchs? He, no, he doesn't report to the oligarchs. The oligarchs and Putin work for the boss of bosses, and his name is Simeon Magilovich. That's who runs the Russian mob for and, real. For real. For real. There's plenty. No, of, but but understand that the oligarchs are will also potentially be responsible for Putin's death because their tie their fate is tied to his. If 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 so, they got to be really, on the right it's, side. It's, it's of really it. not. It's really not their fate. Is what Simeon Magilovich says it will be. How about he more, is, is he the more boss than, of boss of boss? Is he, is he higher were, ranking if, than George Soros? If they remain loyal oh, to yeah, Putin through this process, if they and and they don't gonna, jump ship at the right time to the right people, then they will be. Look at the the, you're, the, you're, the head of. They're um, going to do what Simeon Magilovich of, tells them the to The head do. of one of the biggest oil companies in, in Russia got thrown out of a hospital window uh, a few weeks ago. He, huh. was, he was murdered. What's the yeah. guy's name, Simeon? Sim- Simeon Mogilovich, and he is the boss of bosses in Russia. There's plenty of books about it. He's on the FBI's most wanted list. His headquarters is in Ukraine. He is the reason that— Is that he, him right there? The, yep. And, I mean, does he is he like the Tony Soprano of he, Russia? He is the Tony times Soprano. Times 50? Yep, times 50. He's the boss of bosses. And, like, how does he make his money? He makes his money through, uh, he gets a cut of oil. He gets a cut, prostitution, drug trafficking. Uh, the oligarchs have to pay him a big on, and on he's everything. U- hold on, and he's Ukrainian. Yeah, his, his headquarters is in the Ukraine. So, now, how does that work? Well, because this is all organized crime. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't nationalities. That's that's what that's what where Americans get confused. Is this part of the world is is it's organ Russia is organized crime. It is not a country. They are run like the mafia. That's how it is run. And that's that Russian oil executive that Brian's talking about. Everything runs through Simeon Magilovich. But he, seven Russian oil executives have been murdered in the last nine it months. Says, uh, it says. It says. <laughs> um, Agencies in the European Union and the United States as the you're, you're, you're right the boss of bosses uh, of the most uh, of of most Russian mafia syndicates the boss he is believed to direct a vast criminal empire and described by the Federal Bureau of Investigations as the most d- dangerous mobster in the world all day long in the all, world all day long there is not a mobster in the world more dangerous than him. Matter of fact, he had a meeting with all of his oligarchs in the Ukraine. This was in the late '90s, maybe early 2000s. He had a meeting with all the oligarchs in the Ukraine, and they're all there. They had prostitutes, drugs, whores, all this stuff. Nice. So the Ukrainian police are going to come and show up. Magilovich is there. He gets a call ten minutes ahead of time, and he's gone by the time the police come there to bust them. He is untouchable. Nobody will get to him. That's who Putin works for. Putin was put in his position by this man. Putin went from being deputy mayor of St. Petersburg, Russia, one city, to deputy being, mayor, deputy mayor, to being the president of Russia. You don't get there without a guy like this putting you there. This is the guy that's behind the scenes pulling the strings. This is the guy who owns those oligarchs. Those oligarchs will do what he says. And that oil executive probably defied Mogilevich. He didn't probably wasn't Putin that he defied. He probably defied Mogilevich. That's why he got thrown out. It said on April 6, 2022, the Bureau of Invest- FBI re- refreshed its effort to apprehend Magulovich, working in tandem with the United States Department of State, the State Department's uh, Transitional uh, Organized Crime Rewards Program, 
now has offered a reward of $5 million for the information leading to the arrest and or conviction of Mulevich. That ain't shit. That's, that's nothing. Leading they're gonna get, to the arrest. They're they know get, where he is. Yeah. They could go get him anytime. <laughs> they're, 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 so why don't we, Brian? Like, is it just because it'd be World War Five? Yeah. They're going to get absolutely nowhere. That almost $2 billion of weapons that we've sent to Ukraine uh, via this Biden administration, a lot of those weapons are going to fall into the hands of the Mogilevich And be syndicate. sold on the black market. They're sold on the black market and also used yeah. for their uh, purposes. For so the- now if he was born in the Ukraine, he doesn't have any, any loyalty to their Ukraine, does he? I mean, because he no, he's, he he's, 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 he's you know, controlling Putin. So he has he's, no loyalty to anything or anybody other than his organization. Money and power, that's who he's his, loyal he, to. He is loyal to, he, he's got a criminal syndicate that is controlling a whole entire country. He, con- I mean, a, a hemisphere, really. Yeah. yeah. He is not going to, he doesn't care about nationalities. How Those old are, is he? Is he old as Yeah, fun? he's old. He's he's probably, I'd say, in his late 78? 78? I don't know. He's, he's, I think he's in his Does late 70s. Does it have his age on there? Normally it lists it. If you scroll down past the aliases. Okay. He was born and um, he's 5'6", 290. What a fat ass. <laughs> seven, 76. 76. 76. Yeah. Occupation, Russia. Uh, I'm sorry, Russian mob, bo- mafia boss, uh, confidence trickster, and businessman. Yeah, he. I mean, he 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 ran like back in the '80s. Ran con games here in America and uh, had set up fake businesses in Pennsylvania and shit like that. But now, is he is he the most wanted man in the world? Probably by by, by us. He is definitely the most wanted by our FBI. Uh, hello, you're on the air. What's up, Bubba? Hey, Brent. Hello. Hey, Alan. I wanted to see what you guys thought. Um, how short of a leash do you think? Because I know the guy in Indianapolis has got, you know, he's a quirky dude. When when does Frank Wright get fired? And when does the guy in, in Carolina get fired this year? How early? Who's Frank? You talking about oh, Matt, uh, Matt Rule? Oh, are you talking about, you're talking about sports? Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, you guys were covering football. No, no, we're talking. It's Alan. It's more of a political show. We can get into well, that. I know, quickly. but you started. I know it's that, but you started off <laughs> talking about football and baby faces in there, and Brent's got a good head on his shoulder. All right, Alan, we will answer that question as you listen to us. Okay, you got it. Thanks. All right, buddy. Thanks, Alan. Uh, over to you guys, because I didn't even I didn't know Frank Wright was still <laughs> fucking coaching. Frank Reich is o one and one, but they play in a weak division. They're not going to pull the plug on him. Rule. We'll get through the season, I think, but but he's he's not long for Carolina. I didn't see I this Saturday. I was in uh, LJ, Georgia, uh, hanging out at Tom Bean's cabin, which nice. is just unfucking believable. I didn't. I watched the Notre Dame game. Watched them barely pull it out. The score did not indicate what how close of a game it was. I didn't know that USF played Florida. How did that go? It, it, it was. It, USF should have won. Absolutely. Was it in Gainesville? Them. It was in Gainesville. Florida's Florida is on Florida gave up a lot of rushing yards because on defense they're missing. Or I think they're still missing the middle linebacker. So they had a freshman playing middle linebacker. That fat ass twenty one. They yeah, he, played a, he played a little bit. He, he had a couple a, good plays. He played a lot less than he played the games before. Man, if they could just say twenty one, fucking four fifteen is too much. Well, no, no, it's not. Not if you play through the through the play. Yeah. Like, you know, if it, as soon as he's out of the play, he stops. Yeah. If he kept continuing and pursuing, he'd be a fucking, because he's going to knock over 14 guys getting there. <laughs> he looks like a caricature, man. Yeah. He does. He does. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hold on. USF poured the coals to him? Yeah. It was it was a it was a close. It was 31-28 was the final. 
Yeah, but USF had the ball at the Florida 18-yard line with 44 seconds left and a timeout. The center from on U- the 18 on on the 18 on about to score. You know, right, 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 right in the red zone. 44 seconds and a timeout. Looking at no worse than overtime. We got a good kicker. Right, no worse than tying it up. Center rolls the ball past the quarterback. Rolls 20 Terrible snap. 15, 20 yards. They lose on that play. Uh, they have to burn their uh, timeout. No, no, they yeah, yeah, they did. They burn their timeout, or maybe they had two timeouts left. So they burn a timeout, then they run a run play, gain like two yards. What Florida? No, no USF. USF, USF oh. has the ball oh, still. Oh, they didn't get the ball. But now they're trying a forty-nine yard field goal instead of a, a thirty-yard field goal. And uh, John L. Buckles bad hold holder. Drops the ball. The ball is on its side. Our kicker still yeah. kicks it through his motion. It goes far enough, and it just wobbles right, probably like two, three feet wide right at the very end. And everybody goes fucking and, crazy. And yep. Florida holds on and survives. Hello, who's this? The I'm right, you're wrong, we're screwed. I'm right, you're left, we're screwed show really brings out the phone calls. Hello. <laughs> or so I thought. <laughs> uh, you're on the air with Brent and Babyface. Go ahead. Yes. Hey, Baba. How are you doing? This Good, is buddy. Carlos. Hey, Carlos. I just wanted to talk about veteran stuff, man. All right, go ahead. Brent is that. Uh, we have that. We have about a crossroads of everything here, and Brent is a veteran. I say, my man, I, I've been I've been listening to you for a long time, so I am a little nervous, even though I'm an old dude about oh, to turn fifty. Well, just just take a deep breath and and, and let it rip, kid. Fifty's not old, but go yeah. ahead. So, I'm sitting here and I've been listening to you for a long time and I'm a retired dude, a veteran dude. Not not anything sexy in the army, but I am a sergeant major retired in the army with 25 years. And I'm sitting in my house and I'm listening to you about all this shit. And I read about all this. This is Carlos? Yes, Carlos. We're listening. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I know we're a little delayed. Hold up. <laughs> I just messed that up, right? No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Holy shit. How do I make this work? Having flashbacks. Can we uh, move on? Okay. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. Get rid of him. Get completely rid of him. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Hello. Oh, wow. Hey, Camp Terry here uh, on the air. Bubba Love Sponge and Brent Hadley. How's it going, guys? Don't forget the baby face. Don't fucking job out the baby face. Uh, Even though I hate the baby he, face. T- don't. Tampa Terry's mad because I absolutely faced. He got faced in, in chat today. He always comes at me like he's got some game. And, and then you face talk. him up. I face him every single time. This little Now twit. listen. Now here's the deal, Tampa Terry. I'm not familiar with the facing or or your attempted face. I'm, I'm lost on this one. Yeah, yeah. Me and Hatley are lost. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to reset it all. And if you treat baby face with some respect, so be it. But if you start fucking around, I'll get rid of you, buddy. Well, hey, brother, look, I, I love baby face, face despite all of his many faults and, you know, being a Hillary worshiper and a soy milk addict and all that stuff, brother. <laughs> soy milk. That's what? what that's what he was going with. That was his line in uh, chat right. today, you, that you I was going to die got, from a soy you milk got a, overdose. You got, a, you got a little chuckle out of us. Continue on. Bag milk, boy. Uh, hey, I, I just wanted to say, brother, great show this morning, and also great show. We, we all love the, uh, the I'm right, you're left, we're screwed deal. I love hearing your guys' uh, take on stuff, Bubba and Brent, and, uh, you, you know, the other guy as well. And, you know, you guys are, are doing good. Keep it up, brother. Keep on fighting the good fight. Thank you for the shows, brother. All right, buddy. Thanks. I, I, lo- I like you, Tampa Terry, and be careful with that hurricane that's barreling towards you in Nova Scotia. <laughs> Seriously, that's, that, that's a real threat. Fiona is bringing a hurricane. <laughs> Tra- trailer Park Boys, Nova uh, Scotia. Hello. 
the guy you just hung up on, man. I really want to talk to you about. All right, well, Carlos, listen, oh, Carlos, you get Carlos, point. Carlos, I'm nervous, man. Carlo, Carlos, you need to get yeah. to your point. Stop being so scattered. Stop fucking around. Just get to your question, okay, buddy? Yes. Tell me when. Go ahead. This is just not more not a question. This is just a comment. Here I am, a veteran of 25 years, and I'm talking back to what you were talking about earlier today in this week about veterans and the VA and all the money we're giving to Ukraine and where it's going to land. I am paying clearly, and like a lot of other veterans that are 100% disabled, lawyers, so that we can get our Social Security that we were promised if we, if, if, if we were to serve our country. Carlos, Carlos, thank you for recognizing my great comment, and that is I think that we should let less immigrants and migration people into our country yeah. and the money we're spending and start worrying about our, yeah. veteran, our veterans and the 630,000 homeless veterans yeah. that we have. I, I agree with you, and here's, but here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Bubba. There's not a billionaire that's going to get rich on solving homeless veteran issues and veteran suicide issues and veteran health care issues. Yeah. That's the, that's the issue. And that's what, you know, I just did an interview recently on NPR in LA and they had people on there. said we want to do this and that for veterans. I say, Hey, that's all great, but how are you going to get it through the Senate? Which there's, again, there's no billionaire that's going to get rich on solving veterans issues. It's just, that's what our country is set up to do. If there's a billionaire that can get rich off of it, then, then whatever your problem is might get solved. But if there's not, then it's not going to get solved. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, that's how fucked up we are, too. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% fucked up, but that's the reality t- They it. take guys like this and our veterans, and they say, hey, listen, man, serve our country, yep. fucking bust ass, we'll be, take re- care of you. be ready gotcha. yeah, be ready to fight, be ready to put your life in line, suffer from PTSD, get all fucked up, and then... Oh, we got you. We got the VA. And we, then we got, like, we'll take care of you. And then you're like a disposable when you're done. Well, yeah, let's, later, let's face it. You were they the, the troops are viewed by many as a tool to make people rich and by by many you're talking about the people at the top that yeah. own the politicians that need yeah. that, that need human beings that they can feed into the military industrial <clears throat> complex and the yeah. prison industrial and the complex. human beings are and the to fuel them, to them it doesn't matter yeah prison and, or the military it doesn't matter to these people at the top that own the politicians they don't so, care they just need to feed people into it so sir unfortunately uh, i think i'm right and i think you know i feel for you but and it's really a very fucked up deal that we're in right now. It is. It is. It's a, it's a, and, 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 for, and, and then for pain, they're, they're going to give veterans opioids and pharmaceuticals instead of giving them natural stuff like, like weed, like like THC. Mushrooms and weed. weed. Mushrooms and weed would help more than all their pharmaceuticals. Mushrooms and weed. It would. It would totally. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Fred. Hi, Fred. By the way, I'm right, you're left, we're screwed. We're going to try to get into some topics here momentarily. If you guys uh, put the phone down and just listen for a little bit. Hello. I just got a quick question for you. All right. Are you going to... Are you going to make these shows on the podcast? Are you going to make them podcast at all? I, I think that Brent... I mean, I think that uh, Blitz does put these up on the podcast. Uh, I've looked at your podcast. There's only one of this particular show up on there. I think we've only done, done two. No, we've done three or four now. All right, I'll get a hold of Blitz and make sure they get up there. All right, thank you. All right, buddy, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd certainly need these up on the podcast. Hello. Bob, uh, Brian from Philly, how you doing? Man? Hey, Brian from Philly. We talked about you yesterday when we had a repo guy in here. I heard it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Just getting some beach time in Del Rey. Hey, uh, 
have you guys talked about Martha's Vineyard and the No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into all that if all you guys would just fucking burn a time out and not try to be on the radio and let us do the heavy lifted. I love the guys. I, lo- I love the guys from Philly, man. I do. So get that fucking son in Delray and and sit back and let us let us go ahead and yeah, a- address right, that dude. right now. Keep kicking ass, Philly style, though. Since he uh, did bring that up, I think we should probably you know that's probably one of the major things that have transpired since we all had the last "I'm right, you're left, we're screwed" deal. Uh, and that is the Ron DeSantis uh, uh, sending the two planes to Martha Stewart. Uh, to <laughs> I Martha wish he would have sent them to Martha yeah, Stewart. Sorry, she might have been there. Yeah, she like, might have been there. She but probably was. <laughs> Martha's Vineyard and, and dropping not, them off not and, after say, Labor Day. And, and telling everybody, let me give me give you some good news. You got eighty greasies uh, up in the uh, up in the deal. I, I, I my whole my whole opinion of immigration is I think we should shut all this shit down and fix from within. And we we start and but then again you have the argument well you know we need these these migrants and these immigrants to do the work that the lazy ass Americans won't do and that's true as well and you stop that by you know stop the free handouts and the entitlements and make Americans go back to fucking work but that you know the, a lot of uh, jobs that these migrant workers and these immigrants do. Uh, Americans just simply won't do it. And they so, can't. And they, and, like, and, Vice News in 2011 went out to Alabama when they <laughs> when they ran off all the immigrants. They sent a reporter out there and with with the Mexicans to try to pick watermelons. This dude lasted, like, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they can't like, do it. <laughs> like, they're, you know, and, and this is not, they're biologically, they're, they're lower center of gravity. They're shorter people. They, they, they their skin is, is, is more adept to being in the sun. I mean, they're. And they're they, strong. They were, they, they were strong. Sling, they were slinging these watermelons like it was a football. There are biological <laughs> differences between human beings. And <laughs> when we stop acknowledging that <laughs> and we're trying to be forced to by, by. Yeah, that's, that's people are trying to change facts. Yeah, but but um, you know, Bubba, I, I agree with you on the immigration issue. What I don't like are WWE style stunts to get attention. I agree and, with you. I mean, listen, this it, it seems like everything we do now, in everything that we are consumed with, in every piece of media that we watch, in every everything's got an Andy Kaufman fucking high spot to it. All of it. Both, All of it. Both sides. Yes. Yes. And both I sides. I don't have a stomach for that. I don't like DeSantis having $12 million of our Florida tax. You talk about homeless vets. How many homeless vets could you help with $12 million cash in Broward County, in, in Hillsborough County, a in lot. these areas? A lot. I mean, a lot. And so why are we spending money? Yeah, I agree. Ukraine, we've got we've to gotta come up with an actual plan on, on Ukraine and not just give them money, throw them arms. Throw them weapons. Throw them weapons. Because it's going to fall into because, the wrong hands. Exactly. And and the way we run things. But, uh, but get, sticking to the point here, you know, those were human beings that were sent there, and and I don't know the full story, okay? But what I've I don't know seen, that any and, of us know the whole story. We don't. But what I've seen and heard so far has me a little bit concerned that these people were picked out, they were identified as being starving, no food, they were told and under false pretenses that they had opportunities and jobs waiting for them in Boston. They weren't even told that they were going to Martha's Vineyard. The release that DeSantis had them sign, it it has three paragraphs in English and then two paragraphs that are translated to Spanish and one leaving off a big chunk of of one of the English paragraphs. And so, you know, I don't know how all this was done. I don't know the legalities of it. I don't know whether or not it was legal for him to do. But stuff like this makes me feel bad. Regardless of which side of this issue that you're on, those are human beings that are being used as as political tools and ploy and as, as... to create a spectacle for for me, yeah, I, and I agree with the human beings point. 
it's it's they're very very obviously poor desperate people and to use them in politics is kind of weird <clears throat> and, it's gross and, and, and it, it it's is. gross and but what it what it does for DeSantis, like if you want to take this issue seriously which we should um it shows a lack of seriousness on his part that's that's the that's the problem the issue for DeSantis. like if you want to actually run for a higher office one day you've got to show so you know you used to this used to be the case it's not the case anymore but you used to have to show like a, a level of seriousness to it. When go back and look, anybody can Google it. Google Ronald Reagan and George H. W. Bush nineteen eighty immigration debate. It's on YouTube, and look at what Ronald Reagan and George H. W. Bush had to say about this issue. Like, and they were right. They they right, wanted what is it, Ronald Reagan and George H. W. Bush immigration debate nineteen eighty, and it's on YouTube. Uh, George H. W. Bush H. W. Bush immigration debate. It was an ass bucket, by the way. <laughs> immigration debate, nineteen eighty, and um, it's the, it's a primary debate because they were that's who the primary was that year. Those what, two are battling it out. right? They're battling it out, and look at what they have to say about it. Like then they became friends. Yeah, battling it out. They're battling it out, and look at what. No, hold on. All right. They're All talking right. about. They're talking about how um. They have on Saturday. Sophomore Carson Senfield tragically lost his life. Oh, I got a bunch. My name is David Grossberg. Oh boy, <laughs> it should be yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Hold on, I got it. Somebody that. All right, boom. I got like eighty-five fucking things going on. It's not that long. I think it's only two minutes and yeah, fifty seconds. Yeah, so if you watch what Reagan and Bush say about this issue. And I'd like to know. Now, this you, was from 1980. 1980. So this is the primary campaign in 1980. So Jimmy, this is, this is Jimmy when, Carter's president. Right, and then things are just things an are just It's off a fucking the kiss concert. Yeah, it's off the rails. Iran Gas is, lines. Uh, Iran, Iran. 444 days. <laughs> Iran hostage crisis. I think I'm right on that. Yes, yes. Exactly right. 444 uh, days. days. Jimmy Carter but, tried a couple deals. A couple. We lost like eight soldiers. Yep. Gas prices. <laughs> mortgage rates. Like yeah. it was just a complete disaster. And you so, think the children of illegal aliens should be allowed to attend Texas public schools free, or do you think that their parents should pay for their education? I mean, it's like almost we're having this. Like we yeah. haven't in 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 uh, how many years? Forty. We don't solve and problems 40, in America. You're right, Brian. Like Politicians this is the same. This is the same shit we're dealing with now. Yep. We, uh, listen to all the problems: fuel, immigration, yeah. interest rates, inflation. Uh, overseas conflict because politicians can't solve problems. Here yeah. we go. Hold on. Who are you addressing that to? I think you're first in this. Uh, he was looking right at you. I said he was. Look. Hey, rapping Ronnie Reagan's smart because he wants George W. to go first. That way he can well, counter, the, right? The question yes. was about Texas. So that, that that's was George direct. H.W. George towards H.W. H.W. Was the governor, was he not? I don't, don't think he was governor. No, he was just a he, was a... he was a congressman and the head of the yeah. CIA. <laughs> I'd like to see something done about the illegal alien problem that would be so sensitive and so understanding about labor needs and human needs that that problem wouldn't come up. But today, if those people are here, uh, I would reluctantly say I think they would, they would get whatever it is that they're, you know, what the society is giving to their neighbors. But it has, the problem has to be solved. The problem has to be solved because with as we have kind of made illegal some kinds of labor that I'd like to see legal, we're doing two things. We're creating a whole society of 
really honorable, decent, family-loving people that are in violation of the law, and secondly, we're exacerbating relations with Mexico. Per- I mean, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I disagree with nothing he's said. I mean, for the first time, and like, I mean, hey, we're all over the spectrum yeah, yeah, here, yeah. but this, you know why? This makes sense. Yes, and, he, and, and then what Ronald Reagan says after this makes just as much sense. It's I mean, a different take. Because it's, it's a realistic approach to a, a problem. That's what, right. that's what I mean, a seriousness. A seriousness, about, yeah. This is, uh, I tell you now, man, Biden or Santos or Trump or any of them come up with this nonsense? They come up with. Th- I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, th- Hold so, on here. so listen to the, right. cha- the the answer to your question is much more fundamental than whether they attend Houston schools. It seems to me. I don't want to see a whole. If they're living here, I don't want to see a whole thing of six and eight year old kids being made. You know, one totally uneducated and made to feel that they're living with outside the law, let's address ourselves to the fundamentals. These are good people, strong people. Part of my family is a Mexican. All right. So now I feel what, good so far. So then, then this is what Reagan, remember, this is the Republican uh, race. A real fancy backdrop, too, man. They got a real <laughs> live te- lot of technology here, don't they? <laughs> 1980. <laughs> and you watch. I pr- I have not seen this, Brent. Obviously, you have. Yeah. But Brian, if I was a betting man, Ronnie, because he was a fucking worker, he's going to take exactly what George H. W. said and make it smoother. Oh, he's going to re- repackage. <clears throat> he's going to repack it, repack it. Yeah. and get you, and make you believe that he made it. Yep. <laughs> he's going to look. He's going to make George H. W. look like an ass bucket because he kind of stumbled a few times. Yep. And he's going to completely repurpose it. You're right. He's going to take that Target gift and put it in a Louis Vuitton bag. Well, isn't he? Um, what? <clears throat> well, here we go. Yeah, here George we go. here said. I think the time has come that the United States and our neighbors, particularly our neighbor to the South, should have a better understanding and a better relationship than we've ever had. And I think that we haven't been sensitive enough to our size and our power. They have a problem of 40 to 50 percent unemployment. Now, this cannot continue without the possibility arising with regard to that other country that we talked about, of Cuba and what it is stirring up, of the possibility of trouble below the border and we could have a very hostile and strange neighbor on our border. Rather than making them or talking about putting up a fence, why don't we work out some recognition of our mutual problems, make it possible for them to come here legally with a work permit, and then while they're working and earning here, they pay taxes here. And when they want to go back, they can go back and they can cross and open the border both ways by understanding their problems. This is the only safety valve right now they have with that unemployment that probably keeps the lid from blowing off down there. And I think we could have a friend, a fine relationship, and it would solve the problem you mentioned also. Boom. What? I, I mean, he kind of took what that, George said and yeah. souped it up a little it's bit. It's not. He he literally said a wall won't work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he he literally said that is not the solution but what to the you didn't problem see, with but immigration what you didn't from Mexico. See, Brian, is you didn't see either one of those guys, both of which were president, one a two-termer and a real good one, the other one kind of an ass bucket. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe George H. W. wasn't near the ass bucket that I that I make him out to be. But he, I, he I wasn't terrible. Well, I'll say this. Rapping Ronnie with with the drug war policy uh, made the problem a whole lot worse. Right, and Rapping Ronnie doesn't get near the heat he should. Then then it then it would have been because at this time the countries the 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 governments in Central America were not all run by cartels in 1980. Okay, that that came in the 80s. Well, er, the early 80s, the Guadalajara cartel started in the early 80s. But Um, you don't see either one of these guys. And they both have a, a you know, a, a, they both were president. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't absolutely. See, you don't see 
either one of these guys making it a WWE high spot, Willie, nope. using human beings for possible photo ops or press deals. They had a stance. They said the stance. The stance had a had you know business. Uh, you know, still, it, it, it makes sense. Listen, everything they talked. They were compassionate. They, they, they viewed these people as human beings, even though, they, you know, he referred to them as illegal aliens. But he said they're children. They're hard workers. They're good people. They, you know, there was compassion there. There was understanding that this is a multifaceted problem. There is no easy, quick fix solution to it. And it's also an understanding that it's in our best interest to work out a solution that makes the most sense. Right. And, and Reagan said that with 40 to 50 percent unemployment, coming here to work was what's keeping the lid from blowing. Up. Right. And then at that time. Like shortly after that is when the Guadalajara cartel gets made gets comes into business, right? Um, and, and then that's and when then the lid did blow. Th- off. That's when the lid blows off is because then they then they start paying off of the, all the Mexican politicians. The CIA creates the DFS in Mexico, and now there's multiple cartels. As we sit here today, there's multiple cartels in Mexico. The, the country is on fire right now. Like so there's 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 days and nights you can't walk through the streets of well, Tijuana. Mexico all the way down through Central America. The whole area now is a, is a nightmare, and it's all it's because, because of the, the war on of, drugs. Uh, but, the war on drugs. Now, but but today, Period. but today on the show we talked about you know immigration and the bad side of immigration and on on the other side of the deal and that is that what immigration has done to sweden and and how there's parts oh, now of sweden oh that, my gosh. i mean how there's parts of sweden now that the, yes. the cops won't go into it's terrible and that there's uh various you know uh, musical guests uh, groups and stuff that will not play swedish music festivals anymore because of these middle eastern and these african uh immigrants that now at a at a music festival will gather around a girl and rape her yes and that it's like immigration has absolutely sweden is now i think the rape capital of the world so sweden so so this is you're right and this is like i saw all this on the uh, on the bbc world service so it's absolutely true and if you compare sweden to norway and they tried to give the president of norway a hard time because norway did not accept a ton of refugees and almost, almost none. They, they, they put them in the circular. <laughs> Go down to the end of this driveway and turn around and leave our country um, is kind of what Norway did. Uh, and Sweden did the opposite and let everybody in. And you compare those two countries now, it just couldn't, the, the difference could not be. So more immigration, stark. you know, a lot of people are like, well, immigration really, really, you know, fucked up Sweden. What, what does it stop? Well, when you have have a heterogeneous uh, uh, population, all right, and and versus, you know, the United States is a melting pot. It always has been. But when you have a population that is you have to have assimilation. But you can't just you can't just like in America, you you know, people immigrants can come in and find pockets of their group to kind of meld with and 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 get their footing that way right but in a in a nation like Sweden that didn't have that no. that social structure built in for them they had to they they only could the way they could successfully have done that with immigration is for there to be assimilation to have these groups come in not be ostracized not be put into ghettos where they're not going to thrive and bad behaviors are going to spread and problems are going to persist, but to be brought in with the rest of the population, learn the language, uh, have, have sponsors that, but but here's your, but here's your problem with that, Brian is religion. So you have people coming from a hardcore religious, conservative religious background and strict adherence to some pretty extreme versions of Islam. 
going into a society that's mainly non-believers. Right. No, so you're, that's you're gonna right. be that's a huge it, it, yeah. problem. Yeah, the because problem, it, the problem doesn't exist for us with the Central American and Mexicans. Exactly. Over exactly. Because, because they're they're here. They 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 want to come here to work and get away from the war on drugs. Like a lot of people, are like, well, why would they send their children to the border without them? Because that's the only chance they have. Because they, of the war on drugs is an all-out war in Central and South America. It is it is an all-out hot war. So they're trying to get their kids out of here. Those people want to come here to work. That's different from having a political and religious agenda, which they want to change, fundamentally change our way of life. People from Mexico like America, mostly. They want to be part of us, and they want to, you know, in Mexico, they party and have a good time. Like, the people from these countries that went to Sweden, from refugees from Syria, don't want to party and have a good time, and they want to impose their religion on other people. That's a huge difference yeah. in the types of immigrants. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's another huge point that is contributing to a problem and the fact that you know our immigrants that we're getting in our country aren't so indoctrined hardcore into religion no no they're catholics but they're not but they're they're hungry but they're hungry and and they want to work and they want to feed their families and that's why i i I like that clip of george hw bush and ronald reagan because when i say like conservatives have had serious answers for these issues before. I would have voted for both of them based upon their response to that question. Yeah, I mean just just you know based upon that response. And, and then in, and in 1986 Reagan did pass everybody calls it amnesty, but he passed immigration reform in 1986 and also he made it a rule, Ronald Reagan passed this law, if you show up at an emergency room you have to be treated like whether you're a citizen or not. Like Ronald Reagan passed that. So and and that didn't solve the immigration problem because Congress wouldn't go along with him on we've got to make a guest worker program. So what? So in the perfect world, what do you think the immigration policy, not not being any, not being Joe Biden, not being Donald Trump, not being Ron DeSantis, not being Gavin Newsom, not just what makes the most sense? What would be the fairest to existing Americans and to people that want to come into our country? And then the burden that 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 falls upon us. We were talked about today on the other show on the morning show. Where that says that immigration, that the United States government will take care of uh, migrants or or immigrants or illegal immigrants for up to seven years with Medicaid. I think that's asylum seekers. But but here, but here, there's there's a difference between somebody trying to immigrate and somebody who's actually seeking asylum. Here's what makes the most sense, and I agree with exactly what Ronald Reagan said in that clip, which is let's let's marry up the need of corporations, farms businesses and start a process it'll be a process but you start a process of issuing guest worker passes the ids full background checks but they have to be have a job and be qualified for the company they're going to work for so i know that a lot of the tech companies need people to come over from india and work in in tech there and i know that we need migrants to come from mexico to work on farms and other things and we need people from other countries like from japan and china to work on in, in in other industries we should match them up with employers, and then the employer uh, sponsors them for an ID card that allows them to travel back and forth, and they pay taxes here while they're here, and they pay taxes in their home country while they're in their home country. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only solution that makes sense. There's, there's no other tenable solution. They're going to keep coming, okay? They're going to keep coming because they have no other, no other option. Like, this is live life or death, so... Why don't we do what Ronald Reagan says and come up with a realistic solution that's good for America, that's good for Mexico, that's good for the the world, and let's make it a free trade policy. And therefore, when you have people with IDs that are the real ID, 
and they've had background checks, then you can have a better handle on what's going on than this wild west of people that are here illegally that don't have car insurance, that don't have driver's licenses. They, they, they there's you know all kinds of crazy shit that's going on uh, with the illegal labor labor market that we can fixed with Ronald Reagan's solution. Now, yeah. does does the attorney that we had on today? I mean, it wasn't we didn't have him live. We played the the um, news story of this attorney that's now representing these workers, these migrants that got sent to uh, Martha Martha's what, Martha's Vineyard. Uh, and d- I mean, does that guy have? And he's trying to sue Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida for kidnapping and and stuff like that. Does that does that have any legs? Does that go anywhere? I mean, it's going to depend upon. So fraud in the inducement is something, right? You can say, oh, they all signed a release, but if you lied to these people to get them to get on a plane, to use them as a, politi- a political prop for a spectacle, uh, I think you have accountability. Now, I mean, the- I, I think that, that there should be some. Now, I don't know. Again, I'm not rushing. I'm not the type who starts screaming. I don't, you know, I, I don't care about Ron DeSantis. I, you know, there's things he does that I like. There's things he does that I don't like. I, I agree with Brent. I think he gets childish and he makes a lot of missteps. The whole Disney Reedy Creek thing is stupid. Uh, it's not good for Floridians. The Andrew, this, Andrew Warren. This, the Andrew Warren thing. This stunt is, again, not. How is this in Florida's interest? Yeah, How it, does this help you as a Florida taxpayer? What's what what he did with Martha's Vineyard? So thing? legally, I've got a standing question. So if you're if you're one of these immigrants and you're here you're here illegally, let's just say that you, for argument's sake, they're here illegally. Does that hurt you with standing in the court and being able to sue? Well, I don't know that they were all here illegally. They, they were seeking asylum, and that there there's a process for them. And so I don't even know that they necessarily were here illegally, but I think they have standing if they're in this country. Somebody can be in this country and get into a car accident and still bring a claim for their injuries. You what if they're here illegally, though? Let's just say for argument's sake that that person, if somebody's here illegally, they get in a car accident. What's do they have? I think standing? they still have the protection of the law. They're a human being. They're a person, and and so they may not have all of the rights. And again, I don't know this with immigration, and 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 I don't delve into this area. But my guess is, based on the fact that this, you know, if that was the case, then we all we would be hearing is, well, the case is going to be immediately dismissed because they don't have standing, and and nobody has said that. Nobody said it's going to be a dismiss because it's a standing issue. Everything they're arguing is, I didn't do anything wrong. And so I, I, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I think they have standing. I don't think you can just do that to people. And, and so what happens to, you know, DeSantis or like, you just, you know, like what happens? Like, you know, I, I, I have no idea. Like, you know, because people are very passionate about this issue. So I don't know if it hurts him or not. But it just makes him, to me, to, to, to people that are, that are a little bit older, <laughs> it just makes them look not serious about it. That that's how it looks to me. It's just like, dude. In the uh, in the latest poll that came back in Florida, uh, I think maybe earlier this week, we, uh, it's been completely flipped now. Uh, I think it was in maybe in January. I read read an article where in January it was forty seven forty. Floridians would vote for Trump uh, over DeSantis as far as being their candidate. And then just the la- this past week, whether it's now forty eight to thirty nine or something like that, DeSantis. Oh, uh, Trump! Can... Trump changed that. He thought about it, and the poll's different <laughs> now. Oh, he did. He it's... thought about it, and he made it fifty to to thirty five. And he did. He just said, "I'm going to make it this way right here." <laughs> That's what he does. If it's if, it, if the Republican primary is two candidates, 
DeSantis wins. Elkar Rob, 25 on the uh, cash out. I, th- I, I do think there's going to be a split enough of the vote that somebody like Liz more, Cheney, wins. Liz Cheney could sneak in. and it, Liz Cheney or... or, or um, Liz Cheney's not winning anything in a Republican primary. Adam Kingsinger. Right now, as we sit here right now in a Republican primary, those two well, are not winning if anything. If it's Trump, DeSantis, and then Cheney... They're, Trump and DeSantis are going to split a lot of this. Does Rubio, Cheney, does Rubio Cheney, try, try again or no? No, he's. They tell no, him to sit down and shut up with those big fucking ears. They're the, all. He he needs to survive Demings, which yeah, he, 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 he will. He'll win by five or six points, but I don't know. I think that's going to be closer nah, than you think. It's going to nah. be. I think that one's going to be closer than the experts think. How although. about this? How about this? How about this scenario where we don't even, where we don't even figure in? What if Christ, you know, gets. Uh, People are saying that DeSantis, it's going to be a runaway, but I, I, I disagree. I mean, fucking Gillum came within a what a thousand. Or, yeah, it I was mean, that was really close. I mean, he, that guy was, was a real ass bucket. He was he's nowhere near the political candidate that Charlie Chris. No, no, is. I mean Charlie Chris, man. Uh, I'm not yeah, saying but DeSantis I agree with also him. didn't have the credibility that he had. No, you're you know, right. DeSantis is going to win this just based upon his COVID response. What, what you, that's what, the way he's going to win this, right. and he's going to he's going to position it as Florida has. Uh, record surplus. Florida has record unemployment. That's what he Florida, should run on. Like, and the, that's it. He the, should just be running on his the, business the, record and not spectacles. And, so and not playing. Ads, and not playing some of these because bullshit this is what games. You have to yeah, exactly. He's running for two years from now. He's not running for tomorrow. He doesn't care about Floridians. Okay. He's running for two years his, from now. DeSantis's ads are great. Like the ads that he's running. Oh, they're, they're rock star. Yeah, they're, they're gr- like fucking they're, rock they're star. The, the top. Because, the top. Whatever one was, I know but the awful. Top Gun. How about the Top Gun one? But I, I, awful. I, I, one but of the worst she, political on, ads what, I've ever hold on. seen. As bad as you think it may be, Brian. Dude. That's what the masses want. Well, they want cheese dick. Then they're, fuck, they're no, fucking. Hold on, idiots. that's the fucking world we live in. That is the world cheese we live. dick wins. Yes, and Man. and DeSantis is asking. Listen to any radio show. It's cheese dick. War of the Roses. Oh, my first God. date. God. I was driving through Atlanta on Monday, coming back from the cabin, and I got a chance to listen to every major syndicated radio show, from Charlemagne to God, The Breakfast Club to uh, the That's uh, New York City, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and within the pop culture world, that guy, that guy is the fucking man. Bobby Bones, uh, uh, the country, country the, hair, the, the, the Burt Show, uh, <laughs> Juba, and I heard them all, and it's all. Like stage phone calls, nonsense. fucking just it's it's, it's like nonsense. It's, it's all like nonsense. MJ and BJ from 1995. Uh, and I'm like, my God, this must uh, be what that. works, though. This cheese dick, dummy down, yes. fucking nut hut. Yes. Not only in radio, but in life. Uh, that's in life. A hundred percent true. In life. And that's why when you get any little thing on uh, Netflix or, or Amazon, like, you know, The Last Narc or, or like the Manti Teo deal. Everybody goes crazy over it because it's some a piece of real content. So and, and like the Tiger King because it was a piece of real content right. with real people. And I, I think that everything is so beiged out and so Disneyed out right well, it's, now. It's it's, it's it's you're playing to the the sixty percent in the middle, right? That that's what you're playing to because that's where the money is. Because you know you're at the end of the day these these are all businesses, and so the, yeah, they're, they but but, they, but they're abandoning works. the guy. They're abandoning the guy that's gear jamming down I ten. In his truck, they they have completely abandoned that guy. They've completely abandoned the guy that drives the Ford F one fifty and and has a, a shotgun rack. They've that P one 
has been abandoned no, it's by been, everybody. Th- those have all gone to um, conservative talk radio. No, I but, mean, not, that's but not everybody in are. that. But I, I'm in that life group, and not everybody in that life group is in the conservative talk radio. Like, like when you go to the heavy metal shows. No, and not stuff like everybody that. in any group is in any one but, little area. But they play percentages, right? And so the vast majority of the Ford gun rack driving uh, American flag flying crowd is. But they would be open to somebody like Bubba to listen to somebody like Bubba in the morning. They'd be open to Bubba's type of content is what I'm saying, and these companies have watered it all down. Because it's not safe. Like, it's, it's not safe from, for from, them. From SiriusXM to iHeart to, to everybody has completely abandoned that P1 target life group. Because it's because it's not safe. It's not a safe bet, right? Uh, the, the crap they're putting on, they know what they're going to get out of that. They know what their ROI is going to be, and so that's that's and Joe, what they're going with. Joe and Rogan, it's going to be their own demise. You're yes, right. Yes, they're, it is. You know, they're blockbustering themselves right out of this world. Exactly. But right now, nobody wants to take a chance. But yes, and and that staying, staying safe is what's going to cost them their job. That's yeah. the that's the irony of it. Yeah. It's that's what's going to cost them their job is being safe. It's it's. It's 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 insane. These program directors and operations managers, they all want to hold on to their job, so they're scared to do anything that has any sort of creativity to it at all. They want everything to be like Bubba says, War of the Roses, the school lunch menu, uh, Hannah Monstrosities, dumb radio bits that we've heard for 40 years. Yeah. Like, that's tired. what they want because that's what's well, not I mean, going to get we them are, fired. We are so – I actually saw a posting yesterday, and it was um, – and this is exactly what we've gotten away from – it was a 1974 Cleveland Brown season ticket holder, okay? And he writes the Cleveland Browns. And he's like, I'm a season ticket holder for however many years. And me and my wife go to all the games, and uh, I'm concerned about these paper airplanes that the kids are throwing around. I guess the kids would take their programs <laughs> and make paper airplanes, literally paper folding, and they'd throw them. Bubba Clem in the stands throwing well, yeah, paper Because in mean, 1974, I don't know, the Browns had a lot of other things going on in the fucking field. That's before, you know, fucking, uh, uh, what was a drunk from Miami? Bernie Kozar. Uh, Kozar. Well, before, yeah, that's even before Brian Sipe. Yes, before Sipe. I mean, so 1974, they're still trying to hang on to the Jim Brown days. And it sucks. And so the only thing you can do with your program is you, you fold it up and you throw it in and you, and you throw it around and you see, oh my God, I, I, I threw it here and I, and I got it down like, it down like three sections. And I, I hit this a, old bag with my paper. Yeah. Airplane. So the, the, um, <laughs> he writes this this guy and he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. And he's like oh, uh geez. and he's like uh I'm just going to let you know that I'm concerned. I've been a season ticket holder for however long and I'm very concerned that the throwing of paper airplanes and the ushers have not stopped this and somebody could poke uh, an eye out or damage an ear. So I just wanted to bring this to your attention. The Cleveland Browns, this is exactly what's wrong with society. Now in today's world, Brian, you're an attorney, and let's say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your client. And, you know, they send this letter to you for you to write back to this lawyer and give them some type of answer. And, you know, today's world would be like, you know what, Mr. McGillicuddy, we are so sorry. Uh, Please tell us what section you're in and we will make sure that those ushers are informed uh, about uh, possible uh, uh, paper airplane capers. Thank you for bringing this to attention. Right? Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. The Cleveland Browns, and I can find it. I got to show it to you. On Cleveland Brown letterhead, everything that says, dear Mr. McGillicuddy. We are very concerned that somebody else has got a hold of your letterhead and are sending <laughs> and are sending stupid email, uh, stupid uh, messages to us. We are trying to track down that asshole as soon as we can. Have a great day. 
saying somebody has stole your letterhead and is signing your name to stupid shit, and they actually used the word asshole in it. Wow. <laughs> it was the best ever. That, that's the that's the mentality. Uh, that's the, that's the difference of what's happened. That's so. Back it, in the day, we used to say, "Quit being an asshole and deal with it." Exactly. Today, it's like, "Oh, we're so sorry. The kids in section two hundred three can't throw fucking airplanes anymore." <laughs> it's like when we got in radio, Brent. Randy yes. Michaels would say, yes. "Bubba, what?" Randy Michaels, CEO of the company. Did like you go, did one you, of the biggest slinging dicks in the all yeah, of radio. Yeah, like uh, yes, Bubba, Randy, yes, Randy. Did you go on vacation this week? No. Well, fuck, we haven't got any complaint calls here at Carpret at all. Not a one. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Go, okay, well, I'll, I'll remedy that tomorrow. You'll have some. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. He I used mean, to tell us, like, turn it up. Yeah. Turn it up. And, 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 Let's and, go. And, and complaint calls were like, uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. McGillicuddy, that you don't like the show. Maybe the Bubba show isn't for you. But you know what? He's got a 14 share, and it seems to be a lot of people do like him. So we're not going to make any immediate changes. Uh, changes. But you know what? You might want to listen to uh, The Dove or some class. Yeah, uh, yeah know, we have Mix 100.7 that might more suit your needs. And how about what's brilliant that our salespeople used to do with a client, used to get a complaint letter to the client, like an actual letter in the mail. Um, they would let the client use that as a coupon for ads on our on our show. Five percent off. Be like turn in like well we had like uh, from the family first. What was that? The fa- what it was, was uh, uh, focus on the family? There was a family focus fucking deal, and they write these letters being like it dear was form uh, letters. Yeah, dear Mister uh, Jones, it's advertising on the Bubba the Love Spud show. If you continue to advertise, we will picket your business. Mm. And uh, advertising on the Bubba the Love Sponge show shows that you are misogynist and that you fucking uh, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. so Dave Reinhardt and uh, and Dan DiLoretto told our – so the Mr. McGillicuddy would call him and be like, hey, his sales rep, hey, I just want to let you know I got a complaint letter. I'm really worried about it. And uh, our sales reps are saying, hey, you know, bring that complaint letter to the station and you're going to get free f- five, you know, five free, free commercials. With your next schedule. Right, with your next schedule. <laughs> Genius. Like, For real. It was, it was a coupon, yeah. Genius. Genius. And then, then uh, there was a time when Bubba and I would take the, on the on our office door <laughs> at Gandhi, we would take the letters that we would get, we would take the complaint letters on the outside of the door. Right? <laughs> so people walking by could read them. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's the, the environment that we were in. And th- as we sit here today, and that's why you're you able to thrive. That. That's yeah. why you're able to thrive and make, you know, exceptional groundbreaking radio. And now everything is just this like rehashed formulaic vanilla garbage everybody in radio that ever taught me anything ex- with the exception of bubba at this point and i'd say randy except those two everybody else that ever taught me anything in radio has completely abandoned their philosophy i got this letter now <coughs> it said it, i got i found it i'm gonna show it to you uh, it comes from Reitzel and and uh, and Andrews co- Counselors of the Law, twentieth floor, one Cascade Plaza, Akron, Ohio, November eighteenth, nineteen seventy four. Gentlemen, I am one of your season ticket holders who attends or tries to attend every game. It appears that one of uh, the pastimes of several fans has become the sailing of paper airplanes, genuinely made out of your game program. As you know, there's a risk of serious eye and injury and perhaps an ear injury as a result of such airplanes. I am sure that this has been called to your attention and the several of your ushers and policemen witnessed the same. Please be advised that since you are in the position to control or terminate such actions as part of the fans, I will hold you 
uh, responsible for any injuries sustained by any person in my party attending one of your sporting events. I, it is hoped that this disrespectful and possibly dangerous activity will be terminated. Here's what Cleveland sent him. So he's so he's laying the ground. And I, the second you started reading the letter and you said it was from a lawyer, I'm like, he's laying the groundwork for a lawsuit. Like so, so he's putting them on, making sure that they have quote unquote notice right. of the defect. So Dale O'Cox, Esquire. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is James Bailey, General Counsel for the Cleveland Stadium Corporation. Said, dear Mr. Cox. Attach is a letter that we received on November 19th, 1974. I feel that you should be aware that some asshole is signing your name to stupid letters. Very stu- very truly yours, James Bailey, general counsel. Oh, my goodness. So he sent the letter back and said some asshole is signing their name trying to be you. Is that not cl- – that is not just absolutely classic. That is awesome. That's just a, – that's a perfect uh, response but to a letter like that. I can't even – I mean, like, in today's world – No way. I'm, I'm sending it, uh, Brian, to you and, and – Oh, that Brian. would be – we would get grieved to the bar. Conduct unbecoming of the profession. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I just sent it to you guys, and so you have it. I mean, would you get a bar grievance? I mean, would the bar theoretically say, I mean, could get a complaint. I don't know that the bar would do anything with it, but you theoretically could get a complaint. And and you would have uh, you know jerk offs tweeting at you. Uh, oh, they would completely you ruin you. They would completely ruin you. They would they would show Brent. they would show this on MSNBC, and they would get everybody worked up and say that the Cleveland Browns don't care about the safety of their fans. They would make it a whole deal. It would be a whole, it would be a big, it would be a big circle jerk. Uh, Ex-FBI ex head James Comey set to release a crime novel next spring. Your thought about that? So I'd never liked him even before his I deal with Trump. Him. I think he puts himself over way too much. Like, his deal with everybody. He's he's a self-promoter, too. And this is further evidence of that. Yeah, he, I is, mean, a, he, is, he puts himself over way he too did, much. He did no favors to, uh, to Clinton in 2016. No. He did no favors to Trump after he was president. No, he, and he did it, no favors who, to the American who, who, people because he ultimately him? didn't do anything. Him? It would have had to have been, it would have had to have been Obama, Obama. Yeah. because he was there while Obama was, it was president. Because it was Mueller before him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it was Comey. So it would be Obama. Yeah, it would have had to have been Obama. And so, I mean, was he just towing the Obama line? No, no, because no, I Obama's think I, line wouldn't have been to to screw with Hillary right before the election. I think he's towing the. I'm going to put James Comey over. Line. Yeah, he's towing the egotistical FBI director line. Yeah, yeah, he's putting himself over. That's all he's doing. The J. Edgar Hoover line. Yeah. Oh, was he really the worst? He was the worst. The ever. worst. The fact that the FBI building is still named after one, him is outrageous. One of the worst Americans of all time. Ever. I mean, and that's not like, it doesn't even matter what side of the fucking political fence you are, At right? All. Like, nope. he is just a bad, he was a evil motherfucker, was he not? Terrible, terrible person. What yeah. was some of the worst things that he did? Well, first of all, what he did to Martin Luther King Jr. is just yeah. out of control. I mean, out of control. Like, he, what they, without a warrant, by the way, wiretapped Martin Luther King Jr., they would, because uh, they found out that he was having affairs, which... What again, does that matter? Again, I don't have a problem with. He, they found out that he's having affairs, and then they were sending him letters telling Martin Luther King Jr. to kill himself because they knew about his affairs. Like, and, and, and you can hear... And that came from James... I mean, that, that came, came from, from the, uh, uh, Edgar Allen Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. And you Edgar can hear Allen Jay, Poe Hoover. Yeah. You, can, you can hear J. Edgar, Edgar Hoover, Allen, Poe Hoover on the Nixon tapes talking to Nixon, and Nixon's kind of like, dude, like, he's saying, oh, we're proud of you. Basically, you need to calm down, dude. Like, like yeah. Nixon is like... 
trying to but get wasn't him to, everybody to afraid of him? But wasn't everybody afraid of him? Didn't he have a Pinsky file? He, he had on everybody. He had a dossier on, on everybody. everybody. I never saw the movie. Is it worth watching? He, DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He weaponized the FBI. He he created it and then weaponized it. He absolutely weaponized it. He, Who put him in power to begin with? God, that's Eisenhower? Eisenhower? Yeah. I think it was Eisenhower. It goes way back. Way back, yeah. And didn't he do JFK dirty, too? Uh, oh, absolutely. He was anti-JFK. He was, it, but that was more the CIA that, that that screwed over JFK. But the FBI was no fan of his either. I mean, and, and so uh, Dwight D puts him in power, and yep. then he just becomes this fucking monster. Yes. And, he, and he was there until literally he retired. Right? He was there. Yeah, so he like, was there what, for nineteen eighty. Well, he was there. I mean, I think he was there clear till Ronald Reagan. Yeah. yeah. It was decades. Did Ronnie Reagan know. finally get rid of him? I think he. Was, uh, I just I want to let he, you know this motherfucker's really bad. I think he retired and and, and left. Is what is what he did, and I think he died shortly after that. Like he was like really old. Was it DiCaprio that played him? Yeah, it was DiCaprio. Yep, and that's what, a good is, movie. It is a good movie. I mean, is it is it factual? It is. Well, I I don't think so because I think J Edgar Hoover fucked somebody over twenty five once. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> so he died in seventy two. Mm-hmm. So oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. he was thirty five to. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was his office. No, no, he died in. Uh, Oh yeah, seventy two. Yeah. He he was. He died in seventy two. He served yeah. right up till the end. Yeah, he was in there. Of course, for all fucking megalomanias does that. Yeah. Okay, he was right? seventy seven yes. years old, born in eighteen ninety five. He was for real. Yep. yep, he was a dick. And he was in power like what fifty? So he actually got put in office uh, by Truman. No, um, let's see here. It says he was in office since nineteen thirty five. That's it's when the a, FBI was created. I yeah, he served through like Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon. And died on Nixon's tab, right? Yep. He was, Nixon he did, resigned, what, in 74? So, yeah, 70, 74, 75, right in there. Yeah, and he started out as the director of Bureau of Investigation before it became the, the FBI, FBI. Yeah. And that was under Coolidge and Hoover, and then it, it became the FBI under Roosevelt. Yeah, he was in he was in there forever. And before no, that, that he was the, the assistant the... director under Harding and Coolidge. He was there for like 12, 10 presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, though, the president appoints that person, yep. right? You serve at the pleasure of the so, president. Like so, Donald Trump fired Comey. You're supposed to have that job for 10 years across presidents. and But there's no rule that says that. Donald Trump fired Comey and put Christopher Wray in there, which is the president's prerogative. And then complained about him. Well, well, Christopher Ray, I think he's done a, a pretty good job. Is he there now? Yeah, that's who's there now. No, so does it usually go? The FBI director usually is okay. You serve ten years, but the president can get rid of you if you're an ass bucket. Correct. Yeah, it's an it's an executive office, and he can fill now it can, just now like you a can, cabinet. Can you position. only can you only serve ten years? You can't go any more than that. No, there's no rule. That's just a, that's just a norm. Is ten years. Yeah, and but and, and if I'm the fucking Trump president, like, I'm getting like, rid of that guy. A, I mean, fuck, especially if my opponent put him in there. You're out. Yeah, Sorry. So, so, so that's what Trump comes in, and they're like, "Well, they tell him it's a, it's a, you know." So he's, FBI- a, he's appointed. The way it works is he's appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and then he he the term each term doesn't exceed ten years, but they could go um, on for another term. Yeah, yeah there's right. no yeah. Cause, well, Trump was like, "Well, what's the law that says I got to keep him there for ten years?" Or like, "Well, there's no law." He's like, "Well, Comey's fine." Out. Fired. No, <laughs> nobody has made it a full 10 years except Mueller, who uh, served 12 with leave of Congress. Yeah. So Mueller was there for what? Um, uh, for Bush, second Bush. Was Mueller there for, se- uh, for yeah, second? George W. Two of his. I- into and, Obama's. Yeah, into, into Obama. And, and, and like halfway think, into Obama. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think he was. Uh, he was George W. and Obama. So, your guys' opinion. 
in our lifetime, I'm a little older than you are, but so let's let's just roll it back to. Were you guys alive during Jimmy Carter? I was. No, Brian, you weren't. Eighty-two. Okay, so rap and Ronnie Reagan. Let's start with rap and Ronnie Reagan. Who has been the most effective president from that? From Brian, from from rap and Ronnie Reagan to what we have today. So You're talking it, about in a good way or a bad way? Well, yeah, that's oh, what no, I was going to ask. Effective in, in getting what no, no, they no, no. wanted done, no, or like for America? What has been the best president for our country? Where we were the healthiest, where we, if uh, in, in, like, in, including economics, including unemployment, including migration and immigration, including how many wars, if we're at conflict, including, like, like, who has been the best and who has been the worst? I have my opinion. I, I, and my opinion is going to really probably go against what the title of this program well, if is If you're going about based yeah. on that, everything that came from Reagan's policies has, has led us to where we are in, in terms of destroying our our, our My answer country. is going to be this, and the, I, the I, hope military that, industrial. I hope I don't catch a lot of shit well, for that. That was Eisenhower that started. No, no, but I'm saying the, the prison industrial complex, the on. war on drugs. I mean, I'm going to – let me answer the question, and then you guys okay. can continue to pontificate because I'm the least educated about this of all of you. But if I look at my life and how I was doing and all that kind of deal, I think that the best president was Bill Clinton. And that's what I was going to go with. And 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 I'm 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 I genuinely tend to LA. go more conservative. LA. That's right, Bubba. Come on, party oh, come with on, me. Come on, man, party and, with me. And I will say this: he was probably the most centrist president that we've had in that time. And, and I'm going to give you a completely different opinion. And and hold on. And I think the worst president that we have right now is our current one. That's both. Now that is really a mind blower because that's right on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's that doesn't even show you I have any type of party oh, affiliation. Right. That's just my gut. That's, that's just that's, that's just my gut. That's right, Bubba. Come on, party with me. Oh, wait, man. Come on. What's wrong with a little head? He was Clinton wasn't great either. The, the crime bill so, act so for was me, terrible. So for me, see again, I, Brian. I don't know all this shit. You right. do. So I'm just me, talking about me living my life. For me, the worst in our lifetime would have to be George W. Bush. Yeah, he he would have to be the worst. The, for real, with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a Clinton, for me, Clinton is close to that. He's a hair. Clinton's a hair away from being that bad. Like worse than Reagan. Clinton worse than Reagan, absolutely. So the ninety four Reagan man, so the, everybody you, loves five, him, but he was a motherfucker. I'm gonna give you five things that Clinton did that is really, really bad. So number one is the ninety four crime bill. So that ramped up the war on drugs and it militarized the police. The war on drugs that Reagan created. No, though. well, so actually, Nixon. Ramped, you mean Nixon created? Well, really, Nixon, really. Nixon, go back and look. Nixon started. It started with. Look back and look at marijuana. Er, er, I get it. Ehrlichman but, and Nixon but, but started. But the war this. on drugs that caused the problems that we have now were was was brought about by the Reagan administration. But, but Bill Clinton is the one that gave military equipment to the who police. Put the, who put the crack in the uh, in the inner cities? Well, that was the that was that the was CIA under, that, under what president? That was that was under Reagan. Exactly. That was under Reagan. Exactly. But that was a program that was administered by George H. W. Bush because it was the CIA was taking cocaine and selling it in Los Angeles, and they were using that money to fund the the Contras in Nicaragua. So that's a whole separate issue. But Bill Clinton, I'm going to give you five things. One, Bill Clinton ramped up the war on drugs in 1994, and he militarized the police. He's the one that authorized to start giving military equipment to the police. Number two, he repealed... I don't the, got a problem with that. He repealed the Glass-Steagall Act. 
That is what kept yeah. investment banks. Kegels, those are essential. The Glass-Steagall Act kept investment banks separate from bank banks. And that's what caused the collapse in 2008 was the Glass-Steagall Act. See, Brent, Act, I told you is, I needed to lean on you guys over so, here. I don't know this shit. So then uh, number three, the 1996 telecom bill. When we first got into radio, you could only own 17 radio stations in the whole country and two stations per market. Bill Clinton blew that whole fucking thing up and caused radio consolidation and caused our industry to go in the toilet. And, and it well, was media that consolidation. Was a, that was a bipartisan but co- Bill Congress, Clinton, and he signed he it signed into it law. And he was for it. I, right. th- he was for it. It was the 96 telecom bill. He was absolutely fucking for that. All of them were for it. And, and, and that deregulated the media. It caused media consolidation, and it caused the, a kind of a mess that we have now with, with big conglomerate media. That wasn't allowed before Bill Clinton signed that into law. So Bill Clinton has done some real damage to this country. Real fucking damage. And the the ramping up of the war on drugs, that 94 crime bill, that increased six to one the chance of a black person versus a white person going to jail for, for drugs. And oh, no. Biden wrote that bill, and Bill Clinton signed it, and Newt Gingrich was for it, too. I know that. But Bill Clinton absolutely pushed it. And so oh, that was a, Yeah, it was a bipartisan that bill. Was, that was a—Bill Clinton did some damage. And, you know, the other thing is— Man, Brandon the, the, is going fucking crazy. The 230 <laughs> exemption to the Communications Act— was Bill Clinton as well. He was like, oh, uh, well, we're going to need to create uh, internet jobs and we need to give these com- companies exemption from liability. Well, now, how, well, where, think, where are we, where are we think, now because of the 230 I think initially exemption? it was needed because... The internet would have been invented and would have gone on without it. Like, let's be honest. There, it would, p- companies would have been sued out of business. Innovation would have been stifled. I think when that's, you're, when you're, creating, when you're creating an industry, when an industry is trying... So it's kind of like trying to merge into traffic, right? If you're not moving... It's very unsafe to merge into traffic. You can't do it on a highway. Everything else in the economy is still moving. So Zuckerberger needs to be exempt from all liability. No, not not permanently. I think. But that's the thing. That's what Bill Clinton put in. But I think two thirty has run its course. Now you revisit laws like that. I think initially it served its. But it had no sunset to it. It has no revisit. I understand. I understand. There's no revisit. Well, you can always revisit. You can revisit it, it, but there's no sunset to it at all. There's no sunset to it. But the idea behind it in and of itself, was not a terrible, nefarious idea. And now let me give you the worst thing that Bill Clinton did. He had an attorney working for him in the Justice Department by the name of Eric Holder. We've all heard of Eric Holder, right? Yeah, he's an ass bucket. So in, in, 19, Chicago. in 1999, you know who came up with the DOJ policy of too big to jail? Eric Holder. So when when 2008, when we had this collapse and we had Lehman Brothers and all these people, the only person that goes to jail is Bernie Madoff, but all these people that scammed the American people, they scammed investors, they scammed everybody... Because of Eric Holder's 1999 DOJ policy that he created, too big to jail, saying because these people will lose their jobs if these executives go to jail for their fraud. That's another thing that Bill Clinton. But did. that's so, a policy. That's that's, that's a, not. It's a huge but it's thing. not written in stone. Like the DOJ doesn't have to do things because some Eric Holder said it. That's not. But law. they adopted it as into their policy. But it's it's and not it, law. It, well, well, they cited it for a reason for not taking they Lehman Brothers all, to jail. They, but they, that's they were never going to take the Lehman Brothers to jail. That, like, that's the thing is those guys were never going to go to jail regardless of whether or not Eric Holder you know. Came up with that policy in 1999. Well, I'm saying or not. the fact that, that they could even cite that as a policy is I, Bill Clinton's I agree fault. with you. Like I'll that, take Bill Clinton over Joe Biden any fucking day and, and two times on Sunday. I, 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 would, I would rather have Joe Biden shit in his pants than Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton did some immeasurable no damage, damage we to his country. Too, but hard, worse was George W. Bush. It's, it's hard to judge a president. So, George in the, in, W. In Bush the was the worst. The, was the worst. Iraq, For real? Iraq. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Oh, I, I watched this shot. Not, I mean, 9 11. You're doing a good 
good job happen. down here in New Orleans, even though it's a complete fucking parking yeah, lot. Katrina. Like, the, George W. Bush did not want that job. He was just seeking his dad's approval. He is completely incompetent. He is a moron. And his... I liked him. He put a salad bar at the buffet. Yeah. I mean, at the White See, House. People were like, who you want to have a beer with? I was like, I, that, what does that matter with president? Yeah. I want somebody that's smarter than me, not somebody that's dumber than me. We, than don't, we don't go with that, though. Uh, yeah, but the thing we is, don't is, pick the best among us. Sure. That's, a th- that's the thing that's so funny to me. There's 350 million people in the United States, and these two ass buckets are what we get to choose from. What fucking system do we have So who where would that's you, who, who could, off the top of your head... Because, you know, you just get, don't get plucked out of thin air to be the president. You have to be a governor. You have to be a senator. You yeah. have to be a congressman. You have to be in and, the and, system, and, and so to speak. And the fact that you have to do that to get to that point eliminates you from being qualified no, no, to do right. the job. No, you're right. You're right. That process in itself is a problem. But let's just say we that's the hopper we have to choose from. All governors, all senators, all congressmen. I, I don't think a state representative has, no, has no, like it. So no. it's a, that's the hopper, so to speak, right? Yep. Within that hopper. Both of you guys, because you're. I'm just gonna. I like. I just like to answer the questions and let you. T- I like to throw the fucking piece of steak out there and watch you guys two gnaw on the bone. Um, and within that hopper, all states, all state governors, uh, all U.S. congressmen, uh, Congress people, and all U- Senate, all the Senate. Who would you two feel would be the best president of of our country? Who's the Sununu, the governor of? Uh... Massachusetts, New, uh, is he? Oh no, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New, yeah. Hampshire, New yeah. Hampshire. Somebody like him. I, <laughs> he's he's moderate. He's 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 not uh, controversial. He ran. He runs a, a. You know, it's a granted. It's a smaller state, uh, but they don't have the problems that we see elsewhere. Now, there's some of that's baked into the fact that it's New Hampshire. But somebody like that, it's not going to be one of these. It's not going to be Desantis. It's not going to be Abbott. It's not going to be Newsom. It's not going to be those people. Um, but that's for me. Since, I Ron, guess. since Ron Paul is too old, I would go with Justin Amash, who, who's from Michigan, Congressman, because he understands the Federal Reserve and the banking system. That's that's the number one problem. The war on drugs, the Federal Reserve, and the banking system is the number one problem. And he's one of the only people that even understands that. Um, but if you want to take a more mainstream person, and this is odd for me being a libertarian, but there was, you know, um, Bubba, in 2004, when the FCC came down on us, did you know that there was one? Fred Upton. Fred Upton came down. Motherfucker. Did you know that there was one person in the house? He's a senator right now, but he was in the house at the time that stuck up for us. No way. One person in the house. Who? The the millionaires and billionaires simply uh, cannot have it all. Bernie Sanders? He was the only one that stuck up for us. He gave a hell. You can look it up. He gave a speech on the floor of the house. He called into Howard's show. He was the only person of 535 members. Maybe I got Bernie all wrong. People don't like Bernie because he wants to give free education and free Free health. Yeah. Free education and free health care to people. But that also increases your personal freedom. So Bernie, I, you know, should I Google Bernie the, Sanders FCC speech? Yep. And here's the thing is like with me, it's you don't first of all, nothing's free. So calling it free is stupid. So uh, no cost or or no cost to you or no cost to yeah. the student. I hate calling things free because we're all paying for it. In some if we way, can spend almost eight hundred billion a year Look, on I the military, agree. we can spend sixty five billion. I think on we should have universal. We should have universal health care and community colleges, state level colleges should be tuition free. Every every Western democracy does that. Those schools should also have trade schools as part Absolutely. of them. Absolutely, and and those should be free. There should and be that's the way you educate a populace. <laughs> and so, if you still want to spend sixty thousand dollars a semester to go to some fucking stupid school and get your education and, and, and basically buy fuck influence. around. 
now for four and, years. And whatever, that's fine. That's still your right. I'm not taking that away from you. But state and community colleges should absolutely be tuition free. They should be because, like, if you're if you're training guys to be a mechanic, if you're training them to do other things besides sit in a cubicle, that's good for our economy. That's good for our society. It builds a good. Uh, a, a base a for base. your society and your community with people that have trade jobs that are needed. Not, and not just that, yeah, you target the jobs that are needed in that specific area. Correct. Like you should be, tra- like some, you know, Amazon does a little bit of this, like training veterans on cloud computing. Like there's there's things that you can do right now to in- increase you know, the education and the job level and the income level in every city that are that sim- or that are this simple. Nurses, we need more nurses. We need uh, if you want to sign up to go to school to be a nurse, that should be free right now. Yep. If you want to if you want to sign up to go to school to be a teacher, that should be free right now. Yep. And there's there's lots of ways you can do that, but instead we want to spend eight hundred billion dollars almost a year on the military, and basically that money is going to not doesn't go to the troops. They the the politicians want you to make you think it goes to the troops. It goes to contractors and building aircraft that sit on a runway and never get used. It's a bunch yeah. of bullshit that he gets spent on that we could be reinvesting in our own people in our own country. Books or bombs. That's what you can invest in and we choose bombs. I can't find it. Uh Brent, what should I what should oh, I you can't I put uh, Bernie Sanders on FCC seen, crackdown. Uh, um, but Bernie Sanders FCC take out crackdown and put two thousand four. Yeah. In there. Two thousand and four. Henry Rollins also yep. uh, stuck up for us. Yeah. Oh, Rollins stuck up for us, but this Bernie was the only one in Congress that stuck up for us. For real? Yep. He was the only that one. Now, was Fred Upton on the other side of that where he was the biggest dick of all? Yeah, he, Fred Upton was the biggest dick of all. The history of rights and privileges, we're going to talk about Thomas Jefferson, about nature and nature's God. <laughs> Based on the Sirius satellite radio system, <laughs> streaming around the planet on radiopower.org with our... Well, man, look how times have changed. I know. Man, God. Oh. Against the economic interest. Oh, Brent, speaking of why well, I don't get too excited when I get great news about possible potential situations. Remember when uh, we got that call from Jeremy? No, from, um, God, who was the guy that was the old um, Clark? The guy that was... In charge of Jay pro- Clark. Jay Clark. Jay Clark calls me, flies me up there. You're going to be the new morning man on Sirius, right? Yep. yep. Going to pay you $1.8 million a year. You guys are the new morning show on Sirius. Done deal. Done deal. Fucking, you're going to be hearing from this guy named Walter Sabo. It's greenlit. Come up here and do the deal. We go up there. They're like, yep, yep, yep. And then remember? Yep. Remember what happened? Yeah. They pulled it right out from underneath me. Yeah, they did. I, so, I mean, I, I don't I get, get too serious. I, I, I get it. I get it. I told totally... you. remember when we were going to have our next fucking TV show? Uh, oh, my. That one? That one? That one the, hurt. That, that one is my Niagara Falls. When I hear that, like, I want to, like, I, 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 I've got to control myself. Because, yeah. Because that, one, so, that on. one was no fault of yours or mine so, hold at on. all. So, Hatley, you were my EP on that deal. Yeah. But think about me. I know. I yeah, Brent, know. You were going to make, you know, a million bucks. I was going to make 10 million. Yeah. And we were going to we were going to be in Chicago for in one, terms of healthcare, for one week in terms of the environment in terms right. We were going to be in Chicago for one week in here. So you when, so you when I get potential good news, oh my god. I just got to fucking be like I, but, I hope to pray. But but you know what though? I, I I just I just need you on this one just to keep a positive All attitude. Right, I got it. Skeptical but positive. I can, you can be. One hundred and sixty thousand veterans off of VA health care. I'm trying to see what yeah. is going on. I'm trying uh, to see. FCC under Michael.
I mean, there was a time in this country when the rules worked, when we actually, you know, when there were news departments that actually delivered news rather than infotainment. When there was a, when there was... I like Bernie now. It's, yeah. it's 18 years ago, and, sense and of we're commitment. dealing with this. I mean, it's, it's so politicians can't solve your problems. To journalistic standards, when ratings weren't the key to the whole thing. How do we get back to that in Bernie? And what, what are you seeing in Congress? What's the, what's, what's the sense of, of this? Well, let me give you the bad news, and let me give you the good news. <laughs> okay. The bad news is... Man, I would vote for 2004 Bernie mm-hmm. right now. Too bad he had to age. He's, yeah. so, he's so Jewish he's giving you the bad news. I know. <laughs> I love that. He's like, oh, love the, that. The, the billionaires <laughs> and the billionaires simply cannot have I it. I love over. it. I the, love it. The bad news is this. 18 years from now, we're going to be talking about the same fucking thing. Uh, yeah. But the good news, the, ba- <laughs> the other bad news is I'll be too fucking old to matter. Yeah. ...is that in recent years, we have seen fewer and fewer large media conglomerates owning control what we see here and read. Yeah. The be- bad news is that Bush's uh, FCC under uh, Michael Powell yep. wants to deregulate further, which means that you're going to have in communities all over this country one large corporation owning the TV station. Well, that has happened. Yes, yep. he's re- dead now, on. Now, now there are four, maybe five, radio companies that control the entire well, it's not, and he's going through it's not just the radio there it's multimedia no, yeah, yeah. Radio, radio stations right. in the newspaper an absolute insult to democracy that's the bad news he's fucking dead on yeah. he is absolutely dead on the good- and brian i gotta tell you I-, I gotta take a step back when i've criticized you over the years with being a uh, that this guy unfortunately as disheveled as he is makes some of the most sense you've always been a proponent of his and we've always clowned you i don't we've ag- always clowned you i don't agree with his solutions he's very good at identifying the problems right some uh, his solutions go a little too far for me to the left but but his identification of the problems and he his, seems his, to be the guy that has his finger on what's the most with the pulse on what's messed up because he doesn't take super pack money right and and that's the thing he's he's you know people try to paint him as this corrupt out of touch he's, he's probably got, the least out of all of i mean there's not you know it's not it's not a high bar to, to, to cross right, right but he is it's yeah. like saying i'm the most in shape guy well then there must be some real fat fucks yeah. around the deal right you're you're the smartest guy at the at the school for 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 slow people right right you exactly know? good but, news is that more and more people are catching on to this reality and as you remember we have been able remember. to stop this deregulation effort at the fcc a court in uh, pennsylvania federal court uh, oh, uh put a stay on it uh, millions of people are now involved in the process. So to answer Glenn's question again... There- I think a little bit of Bernie's problem is his accent. You know how we want a polished fucking guy, yes. you know? And I think Bernie has such that northern... And he's got no time, but he just has no patience to even A lot of things that we have to do. Yeah. Bottom line is, we have got to develop a strong grassroots democracy. We have got to demand that media allows all points of view to be heard we have got to understand that no elected official or public official can tell you anything in a three-second soundbite. And, Tom, you know, one of the reasons why I like going on your show is that you are one of the few voices, and we need more and more of them, to present the American people with an alternative point of view. We are a nation, as everybody knows. I don't think this is where he talks no, about. No, he gave a speech like on the House floor about it. Yeah, I remember seeing it, and I, have, I, I could not find it. It's, uh, you know, we're going back into the archives right. it, yeah. but we'll, we'll find it at some point yeah and he and he gave a speech on the house floor and he called into howard to talk about it as well and he was just like you know the government should not be telling broadcasters what they can and can't say and it's definitely not the government's job to fire people like howard and bubba the love sponge so it's not. now the late now 
you guys probably listen. Brent, you may not be too familiar with it because you don't get up because you party all night long. <laughs> Go to the Lamb of God concert. <laughs> um, and uh, Certainly, Brian, you are. And that is the fact that we got a one-week YouTube suspension uh, for having Dr. Dan talk about the treatment that he uh, gave my mother. I actually watched <clears throat> this on uh, Twitch, you guys talking and about And it just, it, you know, we got a one-week violation because you cannot... You cannot even say, if you're a doctor, now, I know, Brian, you and Dan go head-to-head, but deep down, I know you appreciate his skill set and, his, and, and you know, what he is and what he does. No, he's he's yeah. a great guy. I mean, he's, you know, he and I have different philosophies and, and different opinions of ourselves, um, but, uh, but no, he's a great for guy. For over two decades, he's treated me as a patient, and he's never been wrong. Right. Right. I mean, you know, listen, and, and a lot of, and I hate to, I hate to, to burst everybody's bubble, but a lot of you and... You and Dan's is a lot of a shtick, too. You guys both have a lot of admiration for each other. You guys did a show for years together, and it would be like the Coyote and uh-huh. the Roadrunner. You guys would be out there, and then you guys would we go clock. out back and just fucking be we, like, man. We, like, we, we clock out, and we, we yeah. talk. I mean, we I've, I've been through him with him through some tough times. He's yes. been with me through some tough times. I have nothing but respect right. for Dan. I clown him, and I joke with him, and he clowns me and jokes with me because that's the relationship that's we have with one another. That's the tit and the tat but, and the Packers and the Bears, and, it's, 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 and you guys – both deep down respect each other. Like, I, I've had Dan take me aside numerous times and say, I'll tell you about that little fucking geek motherfucker. He's sharp. He is sharp, and he's a good lawyer. He And he's like, Stephen and Jay fucking swear by this guy. He is a stand-up dude, yep. ironclad, can't flap him up. The little fucking nerd is money. I've had Dan tell me that before. Yeah, I mean, he knows. I mean, you guys. But anyway, so make a long story short. We're on the air. Dan is talking like Dan, and he talks about the 300-plus patients that he's had, how he's treated them, what his antidote, what his little con- cocktail that he likes to use. My mom gets COVID. We uh, openly talk about what he uh, – I'm so scared now yeah, don't, that don't. I can't – I'm not we, even we – know We know what it is. Right. We, we know, know what the boogeyman you, words are, and, right. and, and so, so that's fine. We, we talk about the boogeyman words because oh that God. because because that is the medication that Dan's giving my mom, okay? So it's a real doctor, not Joe Rogan, and listen, nothing against Joe Rogan, not anybody, but this is a real doctor – Treating who's an actual talking, patient. – who's talking about his – his patient and the results and her progress and it, whether she got better or not. It's not a HIPAA violation because it's my mom and she just had, she's given me permission to yep. talk about it. Yep. So um, 400 plus, uh, Dan has only lost one who had a, who didn't listen to his regimen and had a preexistent comorbidity or whatever the hell he it's called. He was super overweight. <laughs> super overweight and didn't listen and he, and he, and he, and, 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 he, and he didn't even take the medication that Dan told him in the way to take it. But He's had 400 of these, and because we mentioned, because Dan's uh, remedy or Dan's uh, do- his, do- his prescription, his, yeah, his prescription, which his, is his a, medical opinion as a medical doctor right. and, and legal prescriptions. Yes. Do- prescriptions legal. that you go down to Walgreens and get. Yep. Yes. Prescriptions that you don't have to get out of Canada or you don't have to get uh, out it's of legal. It's, it's, you know, you literally now. One of those one of those medicines have gone up in price now that everybody in the brother is using them. It used to be thirty six dollars, and it's about eighty six. I now. don't know why he prescribed me Spanish Fly when I had COVID, <laughs> but whatever. I don't know what Cialis and Viagra are doing for my COVID, but God, I got a hard dick. <laughs> I guess you get a hard dick, you don't worry about your COVID. But but see, and this is what I mean about the two thirty exemption. 
they are making editorial decisions. Right. No, you're right. I, and that I agree makes, with you. That and, makes YouTube a and, publisher. And, and, we're, and at so, the, we're at the point now where they need to be real. They need in. to revisit that. They have to revisit it because now they're making editorial so decisions. So they, they, they give me a complete shut. Now, I know it's their sandbox. I know I got to play by their rules. But, and, and, and I know that there's some things that, you know, that you should. I mean, I have a problem with some of the stuff that they do allow. They, I, they I've seen people talk about pedophilia. I've seen people have a show about bestiality. I mean, I've seen all kinds of shit on YouTube. Well, see, if they're gonna, but if they're gonna make these decisions about who gets suspended and who doesn't, and who gets a strike and who doesn't, and who, get, who who's allowed to be live and who's not, then they're a publisher. They're not a, just a platform that's letting people post. So yeah. they uh, give me the good news last Thursday. Uh, maybe I think maybe in an hour we get unbanned for a week. And it, should and we it go went, back on and get you banned right away? Yeah, gonna be like, <laughs> hey, joking. ah. Ivermectin with a de- deoxycycline chaser. I'm not saying treat that for COVID. I'm just saying those things do exist. But anyway, uh, it is it now. It's ridiculous. I, I just cannot wrap my head around. The, here's the problem. Here's the, here's the problem I have with it. Here's the problem I have with it. Is is you know, it's not. It's it's not something that is completely false, right? I, I wouldn't have a problem with let let's say they remove Holocaust denier material from yeah, YouTube. I don't have a problem let's with that. say they move actual hate speech from YouTube. Let's say they remove violence against animals from YouTube. All of that editing is fine, but this isn't anything that there's a clear, absolute, scientific consensus that it's wrong. There's not, you know, it's open for discussion. And the second we stop having these discussions in this country is the second that we start failing to progress. And by the way, CNN's the one that's giving the misinformation. They're saying that this particular uh, substance can harm you if you take it. Meanwhile, it's been in use since 1987. Hundreds of millions of doses have been given out. And I actually harmed, think I think I think, I think the IV mesectrizin has been around since the fifties. Well, eighty-seven was when it was approved. Mm, I think they treated it for malaria. I think, in the well, 50s. they used it in animals before, okay. and then I think right. human use it was in the eighties. Okay, it was nineteen eighty-seven, right. but it's, it won a Nobel Prize in twenty fifteen. Right. It's so, never harmed anybody. And so and, and so here's the deal, man. If Dan was talking about some rich craft bullshit, do you know that even with this guy? So if even, he was trying to sell his supplements and his snake oil yeah. to treat a disease that he knew didn't work. Dr. Dan's proprietary COVID yippee right? Yeah, like Alex Jones does with his you know bullshit and everything like that. And Dr. Oz was doing all that. You know, being a charlatan and, and, a, and a true con artist, then shut him down. But if he's sharing his medical opinion as a licensed medical doctor and and he, he's willing to do that, then no. If it unless it's unless it's absolutely objectively pat, patently false, then why would you remove that? Now, yeah. and not only that, so but, not, but, on, but hold on, not only that, but if if he's just recanting his experiences as a doctor, recounting, and, and, yeah, recanting would be I mean, recounting it back. If he's just going over. And recounting his experiences as a doctor and the remedies that he's done and the effects or how and the results that he's gotten from 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 USDA approved uh, prescriptions that he's that he has written. How can now and and, and, right. and and hold on and he's a doctor and he's a doctor. I, I don't I I cannot and let me so let me show this to you guys. I'm not showing it to anybody else. This is what they they give me. Uh, medical misinformation. That's bullshit. Hold on. Medical misinformation. How can it be? Med- I know it's their playground. I know it's their playbox. How can it be medical informa- misinformation when the result was favorable? Exactly. I mean, I, I don't understand. And, and the, the, the substance you're talking about was discovered in 1975, approved for human use in 1987. 
And here's the legal status of it. Canada, the United States, and the EU, it is legal to prescribe to humans by a doctor. That's now, it. here's another thing. It's legal. This is what blows my mind. This is the actual policy of this particular joint that's uh, fucking with me. What this policy means to you, if you are posting con- uh, content, do not post content on uh, bam, 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 uh, if it includes any of the following. Content that encourages the use of home remedies, prayer. Now, when are they going to, how many, like, well, how, how many people how put many, pray, prayer warriors? Brent, Brent, how many times has your mom said, I'm, I'm praying gonna, for I'm, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray on it. No, I'm gonna pray on it all the time. Well, okay, there, there's so, tons of religious so, yeah. shows on on that. I mean, thing. so I mean, so <sighs> that doesn't. There, there, see, that's what I mean. This in is pla- why, this in, is why in the place team- of medical treatment, such as consulting a doctor or going to the hospital. Well, what if a doctor like Dan says, um, "I'm gonna uh, prescribe bam, 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 with a side of bam, 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 and I'm gonna pray for you." Yeah. No, it's number f- it's number three that they nail you on. That's that's the issue. Content and, that recommends the use of bam 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 or bam 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 as the treatment of that's uh, it. Of like, bam, like, bam, bam, but, they've but, taken the but, stance but, that that's not allowed, and I have say, to imagine that they've been paid by the pharmaceutical yes. companies. Oh to my take absolutely. god, Brian, you're so right. Google AdSense. How much money do you think that Pfizer has spent on Google AdSense? And that's claims that's that YouTube. next one down claims that bam 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 is an effective treatment. Claims that bam 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 is an effective treatment. Claims that bam 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 are safe to use in the prevention of bam bam bam. This is such this the is other such the uh, other content that discourages people from consulting a medical professional or seeking. Well, how about what if a medical professional is the one that's giving you that bam bam bam? Yeah, Do- Doctor Diaco never said don't go see a doctor. No, he is a doctor. <laughs> that's how much sense I, that this doesn't make. It just this blows my mind, and so I went to Georgia last week and was trying to have a good time and I was just like I was so discouraged by the entire process I was so I mean and this is a, and this is a you know this is a, a little bit of my this is a little bit of our money that that pays our bills and stuff like that and so being off for a week Brent you know you've been suspended yeah. oh yeah it's it not hurts. good it, it hurts your momentum you get some momentum going and then you know it's all about momentum it is and then you get a strike and now I got one you know it's just like yep I, I I understand if we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, the 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 legal consensual age of sex in Kentucky should be twelve instead of eighteen. Yeah, I, I get it. I get there's some shit that you just you know know that you can't talk about. Exactly. But man, when a doctor is just giving you his advice and his real time statistics on that's bullshit on on an alternative medicine that's. That, that, it shouldn't that, even be alternative. It's been it's been used since. I mean, 87. isn't the oath of a doctor, Brian, to by any means get his patient better in any legal means? First, do no harm. Do no harm, yeah. right? And then, uh, yeah, you know, get your patient better. Yeah, I just the Hippocratic oath. I, yeah, I just I just cannot. Well, where does that fit into Pfizer's plan? Right. See, that's the problem. How? The Hippocratic oath. Yeah, but like, I just don't. I wonder, did Russell Brand get that video that where he talks about that and Pfizer? Oh, I'm down? sure. Yes, I think he did. I, that or he got, uh, you know. I, I wonder if he got that taken down because he did a whole 20 minute video about that and Pfizer and how Pfizer sponsors everything in the media, which is why you can't talk about it. Have you ever seen anything in our lifetime that is legal that you can't talk about? No, this is insane. This now, is insane. So, Brian, I'm asking, like, okay, is there anything that's legal? That you can't talk about. I can't think of anything. No. I mean, we can talk about 
weed. We can talk about smoking cigarettes, prostitution because it's legal in some areas. Smoking cigarettes, smoking yeah. cigarettes, drinking beer, mm-hmm. uh, fucking chicks. Well, as long as they're of age, and it's not like there's no scientific proof. I mean, if it was something that was extremely extremely questionable right um but there's there you know or something there, that potentially could do sci- harm or something can do harm there's, but there's science no, on both sides but there's no harm that can be done to, if right. you take it but this is a part of the discussion this is the scientific process it's a scientific process yes. for a reason and when you take the process out of it what you have is no longer science no, it's not science it's i'm on this it's shoved team. down I, right. it's, it's, it's shoved down. It's shoved down, and it's, I'm on this team, and you're wrong if you think different from it's me. Special in, interest dic- dictation, dictatorship. That's yes. what you. That's yes. what you end up with. And, and and Jim Acosta on CNN is the one that's giving the actual misinformation when he's saying that this is a this is an animal drug for this when actually it's been used for humans for decades. Yeah, there are uses for it in animals, and yeah. it works in them too. You can use Benadryl with your dog, but right. it doesn't mean it's a dog medication. Well, no, right. but there are specific <laughs> pastes and things like that for ivermectin for use in animals but that's conflating it with what it truly with is the human version instant. of it yeah. there's a human version of right, the drug there's right. a veterinary version of the drug i'm just trying to think before we say goodbye i'm just trying to think of anything that you can't talk about on public airwaves sex Mm, you can not in sure not in can. not in unfettered well, terms. Well, sure well, you on, can. on YouTube, you can get into. Sex, All right, hold huh? on, hold on. Yeah, Brian. on sex. He said Brian. public airways. But hold on. Okay, oh. but okay on YouTube. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I can talk about. Hey, I was with this chick. I mean, here on Facebook right now. Hey, I was with this chick, and she had, and, and I can say words that I can't say on regular radio. I can be like, hey. Well, you said public airwaves, so uh, I was go- I was going into. But, but here's but hold on. Here's here's where I'm going to fucking blow your mind even more on public airwaves. I can say bam, 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 and bam, 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 bam. Yes. I can say those two yeah. words. I can say Dr. Dan is treating my mom with an IV gimmick and a deoxy gimmick and uh, with some zinc and some B6 and some Yippio and blah, 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 and a blah, blah, blah with, here's a Z, the with, with a Z-pack chaser. And you know what? The FCC says that's fine as long as not, not fuck, cunt, you know, all that stuff. The words that we're not, we can't say, right, or a right. body, or a body you know excrement what? or, yeah. you know, feces or things like that. But within the YouTube world. I cannot talk about USDA-approved medications as being an alternative way to treat COVID-19, and not only an alternative way, but a successful one at that, Yes, that I have statistics as close as myself and my mother. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's it. It, it almost it, makes me feel like the uh, Doctor Brzezinski type situation. It, 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 it totally is. There is a. Medical... Are you familiar with that, Brian? Oh yeah, yeah. There yeah, is a, I know in, what West, in Western him. medicine, especially the United States. There is a medical cartel. Yeah. That oh, that's is, a great. That's a great analogy. And if you go against the medical cartel in Western medicine, they are going to use the government to come down on you. And now they're well, they using, are the government, right? Yeah. Because think about everybody who yep. is in the government. And, well, and the FDA the CDC and drug and company, that, it's all, all a revolving door. It's a revolving door. They go from one to the other to the other, and it, it's incestuous. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't have fresh ideas and fresh blood, it, it's what you said. It's a cartel. It's a cartel. And it is, they, they are there to protect themselves. They're there to protect Pfizer I've and never AstraZeneca seen, and things like that. I have never seen anything like this in my broadcasting career. And they go to and, and me either. And, and these big companies, these big pharma companies go to not just... CNN and Fox News and all the places that you watch uh, cable news, but they go to Google AdSense and they go to all these places and they place these huge ad buys 
to say, we don't want this content on. And all of us that have worked in radio that have been called into the general manager's office for criticizing a client can tell you how that goes. It oh, yeah. is not. It does not go well. I'll yeah. tell you this, Brian. I've only been told a few different times that I can't talk or stop something. And one of them, oddly enough, I think I spoke about it today on the show, was in Jacksonville. We were syndicated in Jacksonville, and Barack Obama uh, was going – I voted for him the first time. I didn't vote for him the second time, but I voted for him the first time. I was all about that hope and change bullshit, and I really, I really, I really, well, I really liked him. You got to remember, we were at the end of George W. Bush was had right. completely crashed the economy. Right. And, 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 Iraq was on fire. It was and, it was terrible. And I was, you know, I I really I really liked I really liked Barack Obama, and I was being true to the game and just honest. Just, he wasn't you know, a bad president. No, no, he no. wasn't. So, but I, but he I, killed, you know, a lot of drone strikes. You know, but, well, I mean, I agree, I agree with some. But of hold those on, strikes. I'm talking about when I'm talking about when he was running. I'm talking about when he was running Bombing for president. Wedding. Yeah, who was who was he who was he, who was he running against? Uh, he Clinton. ran against he ran against Hillary and then McCain. All right, so I liked Barack better than McCain. I did too. I did too. And, and, and so, McCain picked Sarah Palin, which shows not a lack of seriousness. And, and so I, I let it be known. Well, it was Romney and McCain that he ultimately ran against, but it was in the primary initially. It was Hillary. So yeah, I, it was Hillary. Then he beat Hillary. Then it was McCain. So yeah, I, McCain. And then oh, okay. I thought you were. Yeah, never mind. So I backed Barack, and I was like, yeah, you know, this guy, this guy's cool. Oh. I, I was told. So Jacksonville calls up, and they're like, uh, hey, we just want to let you know that. Uh, Barack Obama is a black guy, and uh, everybody at Rock 105 up here doesn't really like black guys. And uh, you might want to tell Bubba, uh, little Nick's A, uh, a on the Bracco A, uh, or we're not going to carry his show anymore. True story. Wow. So, so they called me in and be like, hey, uh, we're not telling you what to say, uh, but uh, your largest affiliate and your longest tenured affiliate, who pays you about 250000 a year, uh, is not like in the Barack talk. So, yeah. you, you Dude, you, you could have gone. Think about if you went public with that, h- how much press you would have gotten. You or made, how fucking fired I would have gotten. Well, yeah. that, by that one affiliate. But no, 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 no. The parent was, company owned that affiliate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like it was an I, it was clear channel on a clear channel. Oh, shit. And they were told me, hey, fucking stop it. How shitty, man. That's, it, it, it was but, terrible. But that's the shit. Think about this. That's... As shitty as what YouTube told me and Dr. Dan. Yeah, it is. And, and I wasn't even a political expert where I could say, well, I got some credence to stand on this. And I was just fucking Bubba Clem. Dr. Dan, I mean, he really has some fucking, like, fuck you, YouTube. I'm a fucking doctor that can legally write these prescriptions and my patients have gotten better. Fuck you. Yeah. But you can't because they'll say no. Double fuck you, buddy, because you're never going to be back. Like they they right? took, they took yeah they took Doctor Brzezinski who has a cure for cancer basically to court six times to eight. Try to, eight eight times to try to send him to jail they federally yeah. indicted him eight times and I remember watching the movie where they took the jurors out on one of these indictments and the jurors there were three women they're like we're appalled that th- that the government is doing it to this yes. guy that's why we're going to find this guy well, look, innocent and the, and and the, the conspiracy theorist in me looks at this and now that that this new you know novel coronavirus is out and Brian, there and Brian you saw the documentation i and, showed it to you oh yeah and they know what they can do you know the whole talk now is curing and eradicating cancer well that's because they know now that they have this whole other area that they can continue to infect us and make money with mm-hmm. and so they're like well shit yeah let's keep them alive longer uh cancer so we kill- can put more boosters so in them keep- boosting them up and so there's another avenue now for them to make up that revenue so we may see the cure for cancer come out finally it's just it is 
what they did to Dr. Brzezinski, like I said, there's a medical cartel in this country. And if you go against that medical cartel, there's all kinds of ways that big pharma, uh, big medicine, Western medicine is going to come down. Now, Brian, what's you. your opinion now? I mean, I know that you're fully vaccinated and you got, I mean, like, what is your opinion on you? Are... I got vaccinated, but I haven't been multi-time boosted or anything right. like that. I did the initial vaccine um, to protect my, protect my mom. Me she too. has cancer <laughs> and I got the booster. And she has a blood cancer and I had one booster and that's it. I'm out of the booster game. So I got, you know what? I'm, ex- I'm this, I, I have the same quantity as you do. And I'm out of the game. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm one less. I did the initial vaccine so I could have a card so I can go to concerts. Yeah. Right. And that's it. And I, I yeah, I wanted <laughs> so to travel. To my wife and I, my wife and I like to go on cruises. Right, we couldn't, right. you know, and so we, we, but we, has that, but so I waited, I, I didn't rush out and get it. But I, I waited, so I, did, I waited too. Yeah, I wanted to see how everybody else so, but hold on now. So I thought, you know, when I when when Dan and I were talking about this a week or so ago, and I knew these rules existed because we had gotten in trouble once before, early on, same thing. And so, but I thought I really had thought, man, you know, this boogeyman shit is over. You know, like I, we we now even the even the people like Brian and everybody was like, you know, mask up, stay at home, and all kind. Of, I mean, I think our society has kind of done a little bit of a change now, and we all feel as if herd immunity, and that we've that it's that it's a lesser issue for healthier people, yeah, and that we're not so uh, boogeyman and you know not so fucking freaked out over this My, that, that 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 doctors can express their opinions about this because as time goes on it's showing that some of this stuff does work and how about deborah burks who walks for dr fauci that admitted that she lied about the vaccine in the in the well it's a shot it's not a vaccine right she lied about it she's admitting now that she lied and just to be clear and to to clear the air on it because i know I, i took a lot of heat with the covid stuff and everything like that my concern was always not the virus itself. I obviously didn't want to get it. I didn't want my family to get it at first. Didn't know what it was. It was the overwhelming of our healthcare system so that people who otherwise would have been able to be saved were not able to be saved. And that was my concern. And we, we didn't quite get there at any point in time. Uh, I think early on in New York, they were there, but we were, we were touching, you know, there were certain areas that were touching that, that limit of how much can our system bear. And that was my fear is that we're going to, we're going to, if we're irresponsible, we're going to result in more deaths because more people who could have been saved won't have the resources available to save them. And I agree with you, but you know what the problem was? So, so let's take New York, for example. I think. Bef- b- b- and you lived there, by the way. I did live there for six years. Let's take New York, for example. But the you re- got the fuck out right when this uh, was happening. Well, did I was you like, not? I'm not staying here for this. No, but I mean, you yeah. left right when this yeah, started. The day they closed New Jersey down was the day I was out of there. All right. So they had they used to have in new york city 1.1 million available hospital beds by the time covid hit they had 300,000 available so they cut the amount of hospital beds that were available before this even happened right so i think that you're right but also the medical cartel that we mentioned before needs to take some responsibility for cutting the amount of available hospital beds to begin with. Well, it's all about profit for them right, so exactly. and, and and it's about it's exactly. about occupancy and so you know during any during any significant cold and flu season, ERs and ICUs are 80% capacity on a normal level. And I mean, I'm, I'm aware of this. You know, this is stuff that I, I you know, don't follow closely but keep up with. And I've known this for a while. Rural areas, completely underserved areas because there's no they, profit uh, right. motive for right. these. Because Advent Health hasn't thrown a 15-story building up in Clunet, Indiana. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. Right? And, and their closest uh, real trauma hospital might be uh, an, an hour, hour away. away. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah, and then somebody could die in that hour 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. Right? Rural people could die in that hour. Getting like, I think Bubba didn't like. It was years ago when we were on 98 Rock. They had to like airlift your mom to a hospital. Yeah, yeah. My mom was in deal. Warsaw, Indiana, and they go to the local Kosciuszko. It's called KCH. And it's just this little mom and pop hospital. It might as well be an urgent care facility. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But they think, but they think that they're a real hospital. But more people have died out of there anyway. And so when my mom goes, she has a what they call a widow maker, you know, or like yeah. this really, really, you know, bad That's heart like, attack. Yeah, they had to airlift her. And they're like, man, we're not equipped to do, you know, open heart sur- or surgery. You know, we're not here. We're not equipped to put your stint in that you need right now. Uh, so they airlifted her to Fort Wayne. Uh, to Parkview Medical, which is uh, like a 18-minute helicopter ride or an hour by car, uh, just because you're right, Brian, it, she it was considered kind of a rural area, and you're right, th- these places aren't equipped with with what, you know, the bigger cities well, are. Well, they, they, used, they used to be. They used to they, be. They when did. hospitals were charitable cuts. organizations and they were run by churches and they were uh, run by, you know, government uh, you know government entities, state state hospitals and things like that, they were. Now and people like Rick, Rick Scott came along. The big, one of the biggest scumbags ever. You and, know, and, one and, of the and, biggest oh, scumbags and, and ever. We and all can, I think every one of us, I think every one of us might agree only on one thing today. Rick Scott is oh. the biggest motherfucker ever to live, and Terrible. I scratch my head as to how he was a two-term fucking governor and now a two-term senator, and it just goes to show you everything's about money. It's all, all about, about money. money. It's all he's, about money. He's living proof because it's not like he's charismatic. He's it's not, not like he's likable. Not. It's not like he's done anything in his life other than rip off fucking Medicaid like he's and the, Medicare. The, the guy, the old guy in Poltergeist is more likable yeah. than Rick Scott. I mean, <laughs> you're right. But and that just and Mitch McConnell's the same way. There's nothing likable or redeemable about and, Mitch and, McConnell. But Mitch McConnell, I almost get more because he's had a 30-year plan that he's built right. in the state of Kentucky, like from the ground up. He didn't just, Mitch McConnell didn't just come out of nowhere. No, he, didn't buy, he, he didn't use a, a copious amounts of money to buy. That, this that has was been a long-term money. plan for Mitch McConnell, so yeah. I can almost understand where he's yeah, coming from. Yeah, Rick Scott, Rick Scott just bought, bought, bought his way in after getting fined $1.5 billion doesn't for he the have one of the, He should have largest, been in prison. Doesn't yeah. he have, Brian, it, one of the largest fines of any private I, company it's in the, America? It's the largest Medicare fraud ever committed in America. Yes, Ever. He should have gone to jail. He should have gone to prison. He, he took the fifth. How did he not go he to took jail? The fifth because they don't lock times. up executives. Too big to jail. Back to Eric Holder. Oh, too big. To, yes. You know what? You're right. They don't lock up executives. It's insane. Bernie Madoff's the only one, and it's because he ripped, he ripped well, off people that were rich. Yeah, but so he, was he ripped running, off he people was, that were rich. They can pick up the phone. But he wasn't and, running a legitimate company. Still, still, I mean, even though these other companies died, fraud, he died in prison. He died in prison. Yeah. He died in prison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but he ripped off people that were rich enough to pick up the phone and call and get people shit with done. power. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And talk, talk about for DeSantis and his Martha's Vineyard thing. The, the the mistake he made was sending those people to. A place where there's rich white people that can pick up the phone and call people to fuck him over. Right. Yeah. No. The he he Those definitely. Those rich white people get you every time. A hundred percent. I also don't get how you're using Florida taxpayer money to send a plane to Texas to take people to Massachusetts. Like, what what is Florida's interest in this? This what? was all a big dog and pony but show. But it's it's yeah. so bad. Yes. And it's just it's, it's not, not necessary. A good look. Like it's it's so bad. It's, it's so unnecessary. It's he can win so easily without he, any of you it. You want to spend the money on that? Go go send a documentary Run. team down there. Or you know what? Better yet, go bring. Bring them over here and say, you know what? These people aren't being taken care of by our federal government. It's a problem, but these are innocent women and children. We're gonna make a. We're gonna help them through the process and follow that. You know, do do something like that. Dump them off somewhere else with false promises and false. There's hopes. three things that Ron DeSantos did not need to do 
to that I think everybody would would have a better uh, you know people like you and, uh, and people I think everybody would just it would agree that he didn't need to do these three things and these three things kind of make him look like a fucking like he's boss hogging his way through here and it it gives you kind of a trump feel a little bit right it's and unnecessary that, and that is these three things see if you agree fuck with disney to the point that he did yep completely unnecessary fuck with with andrew warren and, yeah, way out of line. And this latest plane ride to Martha Martha's Vineyard. And it's it's like it's like he's tr- are you trying to lose? Because he had my vote before the, those three things that you brought up. Like he had my vote. I mean, I was like, fuck Solid. yeah, Ron DeSantos. He leaves Florida open. We get a fucking party. We can have concerts. We can go out to dinner. We yeah, can go see, watch his, the lightning. We can yeah, do all that. He's bullshit. concerned with his Q score right now and keeping his name relevant nationally and doing things like that to make a splash while Trump's name good or bad is always in the media because there is a Trump obsession on both sides of the aisle. Big time. You know, I I've said for a long time, you know, Trump, Trump derangement syndrome, there, there is truth to that. Okay. If, if everything's a crisis, then nothing's a crisis. Exactly. And that's the problem is what Letitia James just, she laid the smackdown. He is, he and his organization are 100% guilty of what she laid out. Okay. She's no no joke. She's no joke. And, 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 Talking about the uh, governor the, of, the, of the New York Attorney General, and people right. going after her saying it's partisan politics. The fuck it is. She took down Andrew Cuomo. She took down Chris Cuomo. She doesn't give a shit if you're an R or a D. She's a. Uh, you want to talk about true law and order? She's fucking about law and order. Okay, so I know people that know her, and they said so they they told me when she got that job. The, these I was friends with cool ass black chicks at SiriusXM, and they were like, "We know her, and trust me, people are going to jail." I was like, "Oh, she's going to take down Republicans," because I thought. Politics, right? She, they were like, "Oh no, no, no you don't understand." Uh, Letitia she didn't give a fuck. She's like, they were like, she doesn't play. If you are fucked up, and whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you're going to jail. So don't get caught up in this argument that this is somehow a partisan witch hunt by Letitia James. Letitia James, this is she has him dead to rights. This is a she's year, an excellent lawyer. Th- too. And, and and what's laid out in that complaint? I don't know how Trump and his organization overcome it, other than to stall it out as long as they can. That's and what hope they're that do. Something happens That's and he gets reelected. Do. This may actually force him to run because he's not going to want to have a 250 million dollar judgment levied down against him by the state of new york yeah i mean this this will really hurt his business when does that lot. go down well, but she's filed she filed already because she took his deposition he took the trump took the fifth i think 444 440 times. times yeah he pled the fifth and she she deposed eric and ivanka and everybody well and then- don jr didn't plead the fifth eric pled the fifth um Don Jr. testified, which was interesting to me. It, it makes me, it leads me to believe that he had less involvement in the business operation, you know, side of things that they're alleging. And they have Eric from moving money from a children's cancer charity yeah. into the business fund, yeah. which that's why probably he took the fifth. Yeah, they, because he stole from kids with cancer, because that's what this family has done the whole time. And you can say whatever, I'm not even about the politics. He's a grifter. He's a con artist. He's ripped people off. He rips off good people. He does not care and give a fuck about you, your family, your friends. He cares about himself and himself only. He is a narcissist to the core. He is the malignant, cl- narcissist. malignant narcissist. And and t- for you guys talking about me or Donald no, Trump? No, no, no. You're nowhere near. You're no. a narcissist, but not a malignant one. Yeah. Um, but you, I, you know, I was telling somebody a few few weeks. You, in order to do what I do, you almost have to be narcissist. No, you, 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 you got narcissists. You, I mean, you're a, very successful. Narcissists make the world go round. No, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> yes. you, in order to be able to get people to believe your bullshit and to be, you know, be and right. and, and, and and to have some shtick and but to have megalomania. 
Everything is a different thing. You got you gotta be somewhat narcissistic. Yes. If you're gonna have your own show and you're gonna shake people down. Agreed. Yeah, but but <laughs> agreed. What, what Meg- Brent- megalomania is a completely yeah. different thing. Am I a megalomania? You're not. No. Oh, you're no, not. no. You have no, too no, much no. empathy to be a megalomania. You used, used to call MJ a megalomania. He MJ, Donald Trump. Michael Jackson, Dick Cheney. Are, uh, Dick, well, Dick Cheney is no, he, he he's is, a megalomaniac. Vince McMahon. Those are some of the the worst megalomaniacs I've ever. I, Hogan. I've but, hmm. To, yeah. an, to an extent, to an extent, like if you look at if you look at if if you look at Donald Trump, he's probably the worst case I've ever seen uh, of megalomania. In 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 our like, it, like obviously the the Kim Jong Uns and yeah, everything yeah, like I'm that. talking about yeah, in, yeah, in American yeah. culture. In American Adolf culture, Hitler. yeah. Well, oh yes, oh, Adolf yeah. Hitler, oh, yeah. crazed megalomaniac. He was a psychopath. Yeah, Benito Mussolini, psychopath. Maduro. Yeah, but in in American culture, um, yeah, he's he, he's one of Michael Jackson was one of the worst megalomaniacs. For real? Yeah. Oh my God, he was terrible. If you if, read books about him, he was awful. Like what? Like, give me some examples. So for. <laughs> So uh, beside well, the kid raping, besides you know fucking so, little kids booty holes, yeah. So besides raping children, he um <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 move yeah. past that. Yeah, but that's a nice little besides. But so okay. let me give you an idea. So um, Corey Feldman told the story of like staying over at Michael Jackson's house and saying that like Michael Jackson and him, Michael Jackson gets a whole, wakes him up in the middle of the night. They get a, in a Corey, wake you know, up. up. They get in a limo and they go out throwing like bottles at homeless people. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hee <laughs> hee, that's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Like on the streets of LA in the middle of the night. For real? Yeah. And, and telling them to beat it. And there was another there was another thing where he was supposed to be a presenter like at the MTV Music Awards, so he goes out there and he he rips like the 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 music man off the the podium and is like, "Thank you for the lifetime achievement award." Nobody gave him that. Right. <laughs> Nobody did that. He was just supposed to be there like to present and he made it all about him and then then walks off. Like the fact that he's got a doctor there hitting him with propofol, which is a surgery. I got. I do have a Michael Jackson story, and we'll I'll, we'll end because it's getting kind of late. But, and I guess this probably is very megalomania. Is the fact that you know, being in radio since you know 1986, I've had the opportunity, and Brent, you've been there a lot with me. But you know, being in radio, and when radio used to be where the You'd get backstage passes to, oh, yeah. you know, Poison and Bon Jovi and <laughs> yeah. Aerosmith and just, I mean, like we, we hung out with Kiss one time. Backstage. I mean, everybody and not just, I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, backstage kind of hanging out with them, getting a picture, you know, like, like we were back there it was me, you edge and uh, Coco. And I, and, and we walked back. There was the Kiss meet and greet. And Paul Stanley was like, you guys go back to our dressing room. We'll meet you back there. Yeah. I mean, and it, ha- <laughs> it helped that we had Hogan with us. But yeah, I'm just saying, like Hogan was with us too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but I'm just saying like, and so over all the years, like when I first got into radio, I met like some of the, some of the big stars, like I met back then were like, you know, John Cougar Mellencamp and Tina Turner and Brian, Brian Adams and, you know, uh, just uh, they were selling millions oh, of records yeah, back I mean, then. Huge. Okay. So um, and, and and over the years, man, I I've you know remember I had Aerosmith in my studio. In studio, you met Donnie Wahlberg when it was the height of New Kids. Yeah, I yeah, and 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 Mark and Mark Wahlberg and, like, yeah. on the Power Pig had him yeah. in the studio and just I mean you know Dion Sanders and Larry Bird and and, and Tony Stewart. I've just been Big so very very fortunate to meet a lot of. You know, and, and Dennis Rodman. Put, hey, listen, Dennis Rodman, but let's see, Joe Rogan, you know, Howard Stern, you know, Tucker Carlson. I mean, we were friends with Tucker before it was cool to be friends with Tucker. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I've, <laughs> and I've, then it wasn't again. Ah, uh, Tucker's and, a good dude. 
I have no doubt that he's a good person. He's a good. I, I, he's a, he's a showman. TV he's an absolutely is, showman. Is, is perfect. His TV his TV persona is perfect for what he's doing. What? That's why he's the highest rated on. He's cashing thirty million dollar checks. And Brian, you would fine. be any certain way they needed you no, to be no, too. Sir. No, sir. The fuck no, you sir. weren't. No, sir. For I would thirty not, I would, million nope, a year. Nope, would not do you what give he's me doing. APM on Fox News would, for thirty million. Would a year? not do what you he are. is doing. I'm, I'm sorry, you and you can you can call me that all you, you want. Pay, you liar. Pay, I'm telling you right now, liar. I would not spread hate and and misinformation and disinformation for Brian, my own personal benefit. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You put me to a lie detector. I'm telling you right now. Right, so let you me asked end. me to do what he's doing, and I'm turning the, down the, the money. If the Murdochs p- p- called me in and said, Brent Hatley, listen, uh, we're going to give you the, the slot after Tucker Carlson, 9 p.m. Because uh, you handed and his, we're going to pay you 14 million a year. We're going to pay you 14 million a You'd year. Like, but we, I will, we'll, we'll Brent, your talking Brent would read fucking Bible verses. I'm like, give me the talking uh, points every day. I, I've been there for a Hannity taping because he tapes at about 5:30 in the afternoon. So he his people invited me to come over and watch a taping. So he tapes the show out of order too. By the way. He he sits there and the producers come in there. I I got to sit there and watch the whole thing. The producers come in there and they put the talking points in front of him. And the guests are in the. I was in the green room with Huckabee and all these people, and they walk him down one at a time down the hallway. They do their segment with Hannity. He as soon as he's done with his taping, his five segments, he gets up, boom, in the car and he's gone. So Look, Hatley, I get it. He's got an easy gig, and and I hope they can sleep well at night. Hatley, uh, you are an atheist. You believe in the devil. Yes. Like, I'm just saying. And I'm telling you right now, if they said, Hatley, we'll give you $10 million a year. And by the way, Hatley knows the Bible inside and out because yeah. his mom made him read it. Yes. That's what, why he hates it even more. But if they, Brent, he, you got to be. He actually had to read it, unlike all the yeah, Christians yeah. that yeah. don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Brent, Brent, here's the thing. Brent gets an argument with Christians, and he knows the material mm-hmm. better than they do. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, but here's the deal, Brent. You would be Brent Olstein if you yes. had to be, if they were paying you $10 million a year. Say, Brent, cover up your tats and be a Christian for, you know. You got to wear a you know, suit. You got to get suited yeah, up, Yeah, you got to get suited up. You got to love Jesus, you gotta you gotta and, blow God yeah. and the whole nine yards. You know what's funny though, Bubba is, and you've you've said it to me. I I am who I am, and it's hard for me. What to, are you, Popeye? I am's what I am's, and that's all that I am. <laughs> but but it's really hard. I, I cannot be anything than what I know what I am and, and who I am at my core. And I just could not sell. I create. I like create. I create a whole character around it. Yeah, I, and you could. I have created a character. Yeah, around. did you create a whole character around it? I would do that. I mean, nine I, you act slot. like I'm strong. I'm going home to jack off and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> I, would, I would do that nine o'clock <laughs> slot for their ten to fourteen million. I'd give speeches around the country for two fifty a slot. It, it would be it right, would be, it, and I, you'd do that for about five years, and then you'd be out of here. Go I would look. be. I would have me uh, some land. And see, and this is the thing that's funny about me. In chapter, be gone. Like, oh, you'd never Brian, see me again. Brian must be a Don Lemon fan. No, I, I understand. I am smart enough to understand that they're all shills. Okay. I can understand that they're all yeah, they bought are. and paid for. And I can weed through what's bullshit and what's real. And I can weed through what I'm being baited with and what sh- and what they're actually hiding f- from me that I should be angry about. And that's the difference. So as we end today's show, we were talking about I'll be a how- pro wrestler for money. Uh, we, exactly. We've established that you so, would you would you, would you would you kill somebody for money? No, but I would you know do anything short. Ten of that. million dollars. Somebody put a hit on somebody else's no. head. Would you kill uh, no. one person? There's a couple, the but that, you know there's only a couple. But it's because I okay. Just how about this? Hit. How about oh, what's the, 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 the movie? The premise of the book in the movie The Box. What what is that? So inside the box is is ten million dollars. Okay, but if you open it up, one person somewhere in the world dies. Oh yeah, you open it. 
Fuck yeah. You know for certain that you're getting $10 million to kill somebody. Well, that person's going to die at some point anyway. I okay. mean, do I know the person? You can rationalize it. Do I know the person? You don't know who the person's going to be. It could be your, it could be your sister. It, it could be your mom. Be. But I got, it could be I, hey, somebody I got 330 million to one well, chances that's, that's that it's just not. In America. That's just in America. You, you got, got 8 billion in the, uh, in the world. So yeah. Fuck anybody. that. Open it up, Hatley. Let's yeah, split we're, it. We're opening it up in part. So anyway, I'm just going to prove, and I never really, I never really under, I never really thought Michael Jackson as a megalomaniac. And I never really, really thought about this until Brent just told me what he said and did. But this really proves that he is. I met Michael Jackson. And how I met him proves how much of a fucking megalomaniac he really is. So, mind you now, I have met some very, very important people. Radio has afforded me to be able to meet some really super cool people, been friends friends with equally as important people. I don't know. I mean, I would probably say that some of Larry Bird, my, I don't know, Larry Bird probably is not on the level of Michael Jackson. No. Uh, Hulk Hogan might have been. Possibly. I, maybe. But needless to say, from Kiss to Brian Adams to ACDC, we've met very influential, very popular people, I think right? at one yes. point, yes. Hulk Hogan was the most recognizable person in the world. Oh, right. yeah, for sure. So, so that being said, and Brent, we've met these people and they've been awesome to us we've when you meet them under like uh you're promoting their concert uh yeah. pretenses they take a picture with you they spend a few minutes with you Gene Simmons, hello how are you buddy? hello like, but, i mean a picture is not Would out you of like the to buy something from me anything uh yeah mm. uh, make sure you buy a shirt because i get 82 percent of that he gets a merch count before they leave do you know that gene simmons one of the, one of one of my best gene simmons stories was we were backstage with hogan and kiss and kiss had just they were just getting ready to go out, and they were opening up for Aerosmith. Yep. And Hogan goes, Gene, why are you jobbing out and being the is opener? You know, Aero, you're as, you guys are bigger than Aerosmith. Why aren't you guys playing last? And Gene, Gene goes, Terry, I'll tell you why. Because I don't give a fuck about where I play. I care about the money. So while Steven Tyler's up there fucking around at 1130, I'll be getting my dick sucked and ha- eating room service at the Hilton. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. Yep. And, <clears throat> and, and, and he's like, I don't give a fuck where we play. Now, the guy that ran, that ran, that did some of the audit and some of the accounting for the Lightning, uh, for the Ice Palace at the time, it was called the Ice Palace, he, Jim Marino, he was my friend. And he used to say that Gene Simmons would literally, personally, personally when they went to go settle up at the end of the night, it wasn't Gene Simmons's manager or Gene Simmons's Tom Bean or Gene Simmons's Brian Matroni. Nope. It was Gene Simmons, and he even wanted to know the cup count of because they got a cut of concessions. Yep. So he would be like, "So you're telling me the one concession sold thirteen thousand beers, and the other one sold four hundred? I don't believe it." Yeah. It, like he would he do does. a full blown accounting. He would be sometimes he would be there till three in the morning, making sure going through every line item. Yep. You know what? Because nobody cares more than he does. You know, who, if he sent me there and I'm, you know, not even getting a pr- point of a point of it, then I'm not going to care as much as he does. You're right? not. You're not. And he said he said one time when I can find, they said, "Why don't you have a manager or an agent?" He goes, "When I find somebody that's worthy of ten percent of my dollars, I'll hire them. <laughs> Until then, I'll do it myself." Yes. But anyway. 
so this is my Michael Jack- Jackson story. So arguably, I've met a lot of very important people. They've all been from Gene Simmons to Larry Bird to Tony Stewart to Deion Sanders to Aerosmith to Brian Johnson to anybody I can think of. They've always been so cool. Hey, can I take a picture? Sure. Hey, will you autograph this guitar? No problem. Hey, you know, Bob, just like Iron Maiden gave us a guitar for the auction. Like, you know, like, like uh, again, just, just, just so cool on the highest levels. So I'm in. 1980, it's 1987, and Michael Jackson's on the Bad Tour, and he's playing Market Square Arena in Indiana, in Indianapolis, which um, is the last venue that Elvis played, by the way. Hmm. This is la- it was, was la- Elvis's last show was yep. at Market Square Arena. They've since knocked it down and turned it into Casico Fieldhouse. But that being said, so we're, I'm a, I work for 103 PFR, and we're playing and supporting. We're the only top 40 in town in Terre Haute, and we're playing Michael's, all of Michael's music. So the, 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 the record label, the way this works is, you know, when you're a, a station and you're playing the music, then they take care of, like, the program director, the music director, and a few jocks to get a meet-and-greet picture with, you know, yep. again, Brian Adams, Tina Turner, John Cougar, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're playing all. We're the only station in town because the other stations WZZQ and they're just a rock station. So we're the top forty station. So uh, Columbia, CBS, Arista, whoever he was, whatever fucking label he was, they get a hold of me. I'm the music director. I'm like, hey, listen, we got four backstage passes for a Michael Jackson meet and greet. This is when Lita Ford was playing the guitar on his album. Yeah. Hot. So I'm like, holy sh. He's like, yep. I'm like. Now, every other meet and greet we had gone to, again, like I mentioned, John Cougar, Brian Adams, Tina Turner, uh, ACDC, uh, Kiss. Kiss came to Terre Haute. The Kiss Army yeah, was started, started in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah, yep. So we'd met all these guys, all these fucking guys. So we get the, the record labels like, listen, you have to get there, you know, at uh, the, the concert starts at, you know, eight. You got to get there at six o'clock, blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, somebody's opening up for him. And they start opening up for him at 8. Now, now it's 8.15, and we've been in this little fucking room about the size of my little lobby out there. With four, There's four other radio stations. There's a radio station from Fort Wayne. There's a radio station, and there's two stations from Indianapolis, and then there's our us. And we're all sitting there, and we're all radio guys, and we're all just giddy. Oh, my God. We're going to meet Michael Jackson. I mean, I've been to all these meet and greets. You get a picture with them. You get to say hi to them. I mean, you know, and Michael Jackson, that is God. I mean, he's fucking God at that point. Like, we're going to meet Michael Jackson's. So we all had our fucking, you know, remember those phones that were in a cardboard box that you could then take down to the to the, to the Walgreens or whatever, and they would develop them for them? You know, those instant cameras? You mean cameras, yeah, 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 yeah. You called it a phone because no, no, that's camera. That, yeah, no, I know. No, it, that's was, funny. it was a, it was one of those Kodak box cameras. Yeah. So we had, everybody Disposable had one camera. of those. Yeah, everybody had one of those. We were going to take like 50 pictures, so three of them turned out. I'm like, oh, my God, I mean, fuck, Michael Jackson. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to have a picture with Michael Jackson. Are you fucking kidding me? So we wait for two and a half hours. It gets to be about 8.30, 8.40, and he goes on at 9. All of a sudden, two, and we're back in the backstage area. And you know, Brent, they have like, a, like, they have like these big garage doors where you can pull cars in the backstage, yep. like Sallyport, like yep. almost a jail Sallyport kind of deal. Two doors open up. Two ambulances pull in. Two. Lights blaring and everything. They both, both the doors open up. Both two gurneys come out, and there's a sheet over both gurneys, and they take they take both gurneys and they roll them up to like almost where the stage is, and underneath one of the sheets is a regular black guy, 
and underneath another sheet is Michael Jackson. That's how they have to transport him. They can't put him in a limo. Oh, they can't put him. That's how big of a fucking star he thinks he is. Oh, my God. That he was. So we're telling the rec, record label rep, hey, um, are, don't we get a, uh, what about the meet and greet? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on. So he goes over to Michael. Now, Michael is from here to, like, my gate, you know, to the building. Right. That's how far he is from us. And we're in this little room. So this guy goes over there and he says, hey, listen, you know, I got like, you know, 15 people here from the radio stations. Uh, it's a meet and greet. It's record label, produ- you know, sponsor. These, all these people have supported your music. They're all playing you a music. You need to do a meet and greet. And I swear my hand on, on my son's life, on my mom's eyeballs, on whatever means the most to me. This is what the meet and greet consisted of. He walked five steps closer to us which would put him to about where oh my, God. Um, my front doors are. Right. And we couldn't go. We had There was a stanchion. There was a, a line. There yep. was a rope there. We couldn't go. Any. He went from, from where my gate was to the front doors. He looked at us and went, hi, and then walked off. Oh, my God. That was Michael Jackson's meet and greet. Wow. Wow. And, and does, I think that Brent kind of. Go, folds into yes. you saying that he was such a fucking megalomania, whatever. Megalomaniac, complete megalomaniac. Like so, and we now it, it, I, in all my years of radio, did never went like that. In all my years of radio thereafter, never went like that. That was the only yep. time that you didn't even get a chance to be shoulder to shoulder or even get a picture with him. You basically got the opportunity for him to be within thirty feet of you and for him to say hi. That's. Ugh. And I hated him ever since. I was yeah. like, fuck this guy. Yeah. He's a, he was an asshole. People don't realize what an asshole he He did put on a hell of a show, though. And then the only time I've had anything like that was Pearl Jam. And they, they, Eddie were, Vedder the, was a dick. they were the biggest dicks ever. Like, so, Meanwhile, I wrote Eddie Vedder a $10,000 check for his uh, foundation. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh, about five years ago. Wow. Yeah. It, they, so I was backstage. This was on the Versus tour. So I was backstage with Pearl Jam and King's X. So I was back there with King's X, who's the opening band. Pearl Jam's that own, here in Tampa. That was hit St. Pete, the Bayfront Center. Wow. So you couldn't even be in the hallway. So on your passes, it says you, you couldn't even be in the hallway when Pearl Jam's walking by to go on stage. So after King's X played, we hang out with them for a little bit. They're like, okay, everybody clear the hall. And even their own crew, it says Pearl Jam crew, no dressing room, meaning their own crew can't even be near them. So everybody had to get out of the hallway so they could walk by to go on to the stage. Wow. And you could not like be anywhere near any of them. I'll Period. Te- end of question. I'll tell you one last story. Um, who's a good friend of yours, Brent, and and he remembered us, and because he remembered remembered us, I got so fucking VIP'd. But about five, four years ago, about four years ago, Marilyn Manson was playing on Halloween in uh, at the Hard Rock in Orlando. That's awesome. And I called up uh, his manager and said, "Hey, this is Bubba the Love Sponge." And he's like, "Bubba, what the fuck?" I go, "Listen, I'm going to be over there with a friend." And uh, I'd love to to meet Brian. You know, I'd like to just say hi. He's like, no fucking problem. When you get here, call me. So we go there. Now there was a there was a meet and greet that people had to buy, which yes. which Marilyn stays on his bus, and you walk up into the bus and you get a you get a Polaroid with him, and Brian signs it. That's it. So I get there, and there's probably I don't know a hundred people in line, and they march me right to the front, and they close the line down. They tell the big thick neck, hey. 
the lines closed for about 10 minutes. They walk me in, and Brian's like, hey, man, it, like totally remembers me, totally remembers, you know, Tampa, totally remembers 98 Rock, and it's like, how's things going? You know, how you doing? What are you doing nowadays? You still work for Howard? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Like, really, I got a picture with him. And then he said, hey, listen, told his manager, make sure Bubba's got the real passes, which I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> yeah. And I went down then and got to go anywhere I wanted, including catering. And Brian even said, Bubba, go make, make sure you go into artist catering and get whatever you want. <laughs> and now artist catering was like, oh, it's oh my God, thing. they had prime rib and chicken <laughs> breast and french fries and fountain. I was going fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Bubba didn't see the concert that I, day. I, I, Marilyn, I missed the show, but goddamn catering second to none. <laughs> He was so cool. And you know what, that guy's... Your your second course, I mean, act was great. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, and that guy's getting fucked over right now. He's getting... Like, the Sheriff's Office of L.A. County has been investigating him now for 19 months for... Brent, I wonder if, assault, I wonder if they, you could. I wonder if he's doing any interviews. If we, if he'd go on with you me, me, you want me to get a hold of? Uh, I would, I would, because I, because I would completely like. I'm completely his, pro him. Uh, yeah, one of his best friends is a friend of mine. So you know what? I'll get a hold of him. Yeah, and, just, and it, see if and say, hey, totally understand. Like, if you can't write, because the the sheriff's office right, just gave yeah, their investigation to the his lawyers are going to tell him not but, to. But but I'm gonna say when this is clear. But it's Bubba and and we're pro Maryland. Yeah, when this is cleared up. Uh, which it's going to be, because the only case right now in court is him suing the people that said this all, about him, and the only evidence that has been offered has been offered by him. All you have to do to tell him his evidence is that Bubba's been super nice and accommodating to Roger Stone when he's had him on. I mean, that, you know, <laughs> no no gotcha questions, no gotcha no, moments, none no, of that. No yeah. gotcha. No gotcha. And, no. and there's a... Uh, I know when you got a gotcha, when you're not got a gotcha, and I'm not gotcha. First of all, I have nothing... But love for this guy. Like, I would stick, even if he did some shit, I'd still stick up for him. But, but there's a website right now, and you can look it up. It's called Marilyn Manson Uncanceled. And it, you can look at all the artists that have come out. The media hasn't told you this. All the artists and his ex, all his ex girlfriends that have come out in support of him. Now, he was engaged to Rose McGowan. She's about as me too as you get. Oh, yeah. If you had, had done, if he had done anything to her, do you think that she would yes. hold back for one minute? No, she'd let her rip. She said that he didn't do anything that was non consensual or abusive or anything. Yeah. So, well, hey, when he when he finally can talk, man, let me know. Oh, I will. I, I'm going to get a hold of our mutual friend that's his, one of his really, really I wouldn't friends. mind having Henry back on. What's Henry doing nowadays? Uh, you know what? I haven't talked to him in a while. Reach out to him. The last time I talked, he was on the wrap-up show. It was the last time I saw him up at Howard. And um, uh, me and him had a we had a great conversation. He was, like I said, he was on the wrap-up show. What's he doing nowadays? Uh, I got that, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I need to look him he up. He should run for for office that guy is fucking <laughs> straight that guy is one of the one too much of, of a straight on. shooter <laughs> hold on that guy is one of the reasons why the west memphis three are alive yeah he did not relent and you know i talked to am him am i not right on that you are right they got let go in 2011 and i talked to him that night and a lot the west memphis three like the main guy damien went with uh eddie vetter and and, and johnny depp that day because they yeah. were the latest celebrities yeah. on it and Henry was on it. He was like, well, he was like, I'm glad they're free. But what they went with Johnny Depp and Eddie Vedder. But whatever. Like, no, Henry, meanwhile, Henry he was, was with him on. the whole time. He was the first. Yeah. He, I mean, even in his old 98 Rock Day and our 98 Rock Days, he, he was always it, yeah. screaming the West Memphis three, the West Memphis yeah. three, the West Memphis three. Yeah. And he was completely right. Him and Metallica were the first two people on it because they were huge Metallica fans. And they basically got convicted of being Metallica. Fans. I learned I learned yeah. I learned a term from that case. And you used to say it 
all the time because you know you're Brent Hatley and you you know you have these little outbursts sometimes. <laughs> One of the things, and I sound real smart when I talk about it, but that is a medical odontologist, and you would always yes. say the bite marks on the guy's back did not match, and that was even confirmed by a medical odontologist. And, then, and I and I and I always remembered that word because it because you would always scream it. it. Judge David Laser in that case, and that was shouldn't his, he be tried in itself? Yes, yes. That appeal, he goes, I didn't, I ain't never heard of no forensic odontologist. <laughs> I was like, because you've never heard of it means that it's not good evidence. Yeah. Like, they're telling you that the bite marks don't match. That's like fingerprint evidence. And the guy dude. with the dentures who switched out his teeth. Yeah. The father, the and stepfather, the, or whatever the, the it was. The stepfather who there was a, um, there's a, there's a stepfather who his hair was found in the, the yeah. ligatures. Yeah. Like, and, and he was the and most, still and he free. was, and he was the most ardent that those three needed to stay. So you're talking right. about, you're talking about Christopher Byers. Well, he's actually innocent. He ended up being innocent. The guy, the guy who everybody thinks it is that Natalie, that Natalie Maines pointed out, Terry Hobbs was one of the, fa- was a stepfather. Well, I know from the videos that he was there too, but the Christopher Byers guy, everybody he, he thought turns out was to him. Be, he turned out to be innocent. How? He was just a whacked out. How was he cleared? Was because, he cleared? Yeah, he was cleared. But the DNA evidence. There uh, was hairs in the the. the like, they used yeah, shoestrings the, the, to tie yeah. the boys' hands, and the hairs in there. But came because from, these kids were heavy metalers and yes. had fucking Metallica shirts on, yep. they fucking r- rounded them up. Yep. Much like if you were a black guy it during the Harry, it was during, a lynching during the Harry yes. Wade, yeah, yep. uh, you know, Dallas deal. deal. Yep, it was yeah. it was a, it was a lynching in a in a. And they Christian were in prison cons- for how long? God, 19 years. Yeah, Nine, and one years. of them was on death row. Damian Eccles was on death row. And that's the reason that they 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 did what they did. They took what's called an Alfred plea, which is saying, yeah, you know what? We're going to plead guilty and say that we could get convicted, but we're not agreeing. Well, they, and that would also prevent the state from having to pay them for wrongful prosecution. Yes. And which that's, they should have. They the should have had to. But, but, and that's the thing is with Jason Baldwin, who, who was not, he was he had life in prison. And he was not going to take the deal. He's like, but they were threatening to kill Damien. And since they were threatening right. to kill Damien, and he Arkansas would do it. Yeah. Can you imagine then that they could have the killed Damien Eccles and they, they, and they didn't do it? And there's DNA evidence to prove that he didn't do it and they would have fucking killed him? Oh, my God. And, and then, a, and then, a lot of innocent people have died, and which is the, why I'm against the death penalty, because the, having one innocent person die, I would rather have... I'm only for the death penalty under certain circumstances like this Parkland like, shooter. Like, like Parkland yeah, shooter. Or, Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah, I'm against Ted Bundy. it. Generally against it, I yeah, I generally say. am against generally it, too. Generally against it. But when you got somebody locked, stock, right. and barrel... When you, but when you do get it right, and it's lock, stock, and yes. barrel fucking locked and, in, and there and could heinous. be no other human... It's, if you're yeah. if you're reserving for the most heinous of crimes... Like like this, this Dylan Roof kid that went to South Carolina and shot nine black people in their church. Yeah, yeah. That Guy and there's no other human being, it. and they they got they got surveillance. They got to fuck, and they caught him. And like, there's just no other person that could potentially have done this. Nope. He did it. He admitted to doing it. He was seen doing it. Yep. Uh, and, and, or the Parkland guy. Yeah. They should fucking yeah. string that guy up oh. right to fuck now. Did you see that hot judge? Getting yes. Heat, getting heat with the yeah, attorneys the other day? And by the way, Brian, here. she is hot. Oh, wow. And her getting hot about yeah. it on the bench literally was really... Saying it was unprofessional you, what You they had did. to see her fucking Ooh. really constrain herself. And Brian, is it, well, mm. you're, you're a lawyer, that obviously. Was, so was it really a tic-tacky shit that they did? Oh, yeah. I mean, they wasted an entire day of everybody's time. They didn't. So there is there during trial, you communicate, you kind of have a game plan. You let the judge know what time, who you're planning on calling. And they you're just, rough. You give her a little rough in, right? You, you give. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you go over, sometimes you go under. It usually doesn't cost you a full day of court. Right. Right. Really pisses off a judge when you cost them a full day because you're inconveniencing everybody. And they just fucking did whatever they wanted, pulled the rug out, said, okay, we're done. We closed. 
close, and they weren't ready. They, they had a full entire day still dedicated to the defense uh, in that case. And so it was it was unprofessional. She was so hot when she was dressing those attorneys down. I was like, wow. She's, she get, she's giving a dude so the death penalty, hot. and she's telling these attorneys where to get off. Like, this is so hot. She's probably the one of the hot. I mean, she's probably one of the steamiest judges. Ever. Oh, oh. my God. I I'd love like, to fuck a judge. Yeah, when she was when she when she just was, the robe. Yeah, Chet Tharps, my man. When she was, when oh, she was well, there you go, Chet Tharps. She was laying that the motherfucker wood. didn't play, did he? She no. was laying the wood to those attorneys. I was like, wow, she's so steamy. I was just talking about. I was just thinking about her little pussy, how hot it was in there, just oh, how it needs god. a little muntian. Mm. She was like, oh my god, this is this is inappropriate. This is you're, you're chit chatting the whole time when I'm trying to talk. You're interrupting. Well, they're the whole doing court. that, and then and then I was like, whoa, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, 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 she said it was the most unprofessional uh, trial behavior that she's witnessed oh, from so attorneys. Hot. What do you think the outcome of that's going to be, and how much longer is it going to go? I think he's getting the death penalty. Oh, he's getting the death penalty. In, in this hot chip. And, but it's how long is that going to take? Forever because of this sh- shenanigans now. Because now they can say, well, you know, ineffective assistance of counsel. They can say that the judge was biased. I mean, it, it creates all these appellate issues potentially all for him. All these bullshit appellate bullshit. issues. We know that he did it. Like, this, th- he should be expedited right they to should have the an, electric they chair should have right an, now. They should today. have an expedited process when the evidence is so overwhelming that it, it makes it abundantly clear. They, and this isn't even guilty or not guilty. This is just the this sentencing penalty, phase. Penalty this phase. is what, right. what's going to happen. Life right. imprisonment or, or death. I now, mean, now, now, with, now with, but with death, we've now changed it where it has to be. Now the jury has to find it unanimously, correct, right? Correct. Una, unanimously, unanimously, unanimously yeah. death. Just like your guilty verdict has to be unanimous. And so does your, but your I think honest to God, the way this is going, I think, I think within this community, I think that you could find 12 or however many jurors, six, 12 to agree to kill. This yeah. Guy. I think he's getting his tits clipped. <laughs> For sure. How, what's no, it's still, it's lethal injection. Now it's it, not it, sparky. It is. It's not old sparky like it should be. But, but but Brian, how long does the doesn't the average death uh, sentence appeal take like twenty years? It's not just the appellate process; it's the availability of the drugs that become an issue as well. Yeah, because these pharmacies are like, oh, they're, we're going to Jimmy out. Yeah. We're not going to make these drugs. That's why we need to go babies. back to the firing squad. There's no <laughs> shortage of bullets. Well, let's hang them. Let's use some rope. Let's use some hemp rope too to to make it more environmentally safe and. Use some hemp rope and hang people. I don't care how you do it. Decapitation. I, I, how about the guillotine? Yeah, let's guillotine them. I like this. this don't guy, they say that when they cut your head off, there's like a few, like a couple seconds yeah, where it's got to be right. Where you can I kind mean, of see yourself. Your yeah. neurons are still like you see the tumble into the bucket. <laughs> like you know, the, one of the greatest events in all of history is the French Revolution, and the, yeah. and the fact that they hauled the monarchs and the priests up there and they guillotined them. I mean, does it get any better than that? Nope. That's oh. a, that's a real Viva la Revolution. Viva la Revolution. Where's Robespierre when you yeah. need him? <laughs> and with that, we'll say goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Brent, Brian, Bye. thank you, my friend. And hold on, let's go ahead and look uh, talk about tipping our uh, uh, clipping our tits. <clears throat> can we can we look at maybe the next one of these because people absolutely love this show. It's uh, fantastic. It, it is. It, we didn't even get in any sports today. I got in my I got my calendar up. All right, so um, the 13th looks the best for me, the 13th and the 27th. I can do, let's see here. Uh, I, I can can't do, do the 6th, and I can't do the 20th. I can do the 13th. I can do the 20. I can do the 27th, yeah, because I will all got Iron Maiden that night. How about, you? Later on. How about you, Brian? I can do, yeah, I was, gonna, I was afraid you were going to say the 6th because I couldn't do that. No, nope, can't I, do I the can 6th. Do, I can do the 13th and the 27th right now. Yep, 13th and 27th, I can lock it in. Brian and Brent and Brian... 
and Brent, and of which, um, Brian, tell me which of those two you and Gina would like to come in. Get, get a hold of Gina and, and just shoot back to me 13th or 27th on a Gina and and and. All right, we'll do. If you want, I think you still want to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Regina and I were actually talking about it the other day, but both of us the next couple God, of I weeks weren't uh, weren't available. So she's so cool. She is one of the best attorneys I've ever uh, she's had a, the pleasure of working with. She, you know, what I love about her so much is that she's I like her ass, but oh, I didn't mean to say that. Well, that's not my thing with her, but um, yeah, it's not mine either. I just want to go on right. Yeah. Here. Um, it's how genuine she is yes. in giving solid advice. She, you know, her and I are both, we're not about what's best for us as attorneys. We truly take the best interest of our clients into heart in every decision that we make. I, I know a that lot. That was my experience dealing with her. Yeah. She, she definitely had my best interest at heart and she gave me the best legal advice. And even if it's sometimes like isn't what you want to necessarily hear. It was not what I wanted to hear. And and <laughs> but it ended up being it was very, the, very, very, very on point. She was a hundred percent right. Her advice was a hundred percent right. I was overly emotional. It was not what I wanted to hear. And she instead of telling me what I wanted to hear, she told me what was best for me. And and she's good at that. And and that's the thing. And and uh and that's you know we I I work with so many attorneys over the years and I can tell that they're giving slanted advice to their mm-hmm. client to what's best for them. You know, how can they churn this case out a little bit longer? And that's another thing that she's not. She she's not, not a churner at all, at all. Oh, there's there's a that family law business oh, is chocked full of it's churning. It's dirty, man. And I've gotten churned. And let me tell you something. Regina is the most non-churning, uh, high-profile attorney in Tampa Bay, family law wise. And I've sent client. I've sent clients to her that are pretty wealthy people. Oh, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't, and she did not turn them at all. They were so happy. I'm not going to give you any names. I'm not going to divulge anything, but she recently got offered to be brought in on a very big case, not big case from a public perception, but money 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 wise. And all the attorneys that are trying to get her to come into this case are like, how much of a retainer? She's like, I charge this for a retainer on these cases. She goes, but they're worth this. This is the attorney who she knows. She's like, but they're worth this. And she goes, this is what I charge for my retainer. Like Period. that's it. Like that's this type of case. It doesn't. There's no multiplier because they're wealthy. Right. This is what right. I charge on my retainer for this type of case. And Period. She, Period. And Whether so, you're a garbage man or you're a major league baseball player, we're so disgusted by the attorneys that see dollar signs with 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 clients and and just take advantage of them. Like it happens. I got and so taken advantage of my family law deal. You did. You did. You did. Oh my God, I Cliff Curry! Ever... I can just say Cliff Curry fucking churned this shit out of me. That was my opposing counsel. Yeah, and he was like, "Who's writing checks?" Bubba the Love Sponge. Boom. Yeah, it happens, and and it happens too often, and it's sad. It, it it really is disheartening as an attorney to see other attorneys do it. And I've seen personal injury attorneys where where clients get good settlement offers in pre suit, and the attorney dissuades the client from accepting it so that they can get forty percent instead of thirty three and a third percent in their fee in litigation. When the client's going to end up walking away with this pretty much the same amount, or maybe less. maybe less, sometimes less, sometimes less. And and you know you've got to look out for the best interests of your client. That's you gotta, your fiduciary duty. Absolutely, a hundred percent. But you know, for lawyers, we wouldn't need lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> True. Sorry, Brian. Will you do me one favor and you promise that you'll do it? If you see her today, will you tell her I said hi? Okay. Because I absolutely love her. Yeah. She takes. She's... She is my angel. When I'm up shit's crick, 
She helps me out so much with the man. If you know she's what I'm talking ama- about. She's an amazing attorney. When I get I really gotcha. fucking sideways with Tom Bean, she always makes it. She's my girl, man. Yeah, she's amazing. Will you promise to tell her yes, I said I'll, hi? Yes, I'll tell him you both said hi. I'll tell her you both said hi. Don't worry about Hallie. Just worry about <laughs> me. All right. all right. Hey, listen, everybody. Uh, I'm right. You're left. We're screwed. I don't know if it was good or not today. I kind of feel it was. The longer we go, we just bullshit. Hell, we could have gotten into sports for another three fucking I hours. I know. I love it. But, uh, Brian, I know that you're a big-time lawyer and you're very busy. Hallie, I know you went to the Lamb of God last night and you're hungover and you're doing some other shit for me. But thank you so very much, guys. I love it. And I look forward to doing this again on the 8th. We'll do it on October. No, no, is it the 8th? 13th. 13th and 27th. 13th and 7th. 27th. 27th. 13th and 27th. October 8th, I'll be in Warsaw, Indiana. Nice. So, uh, everybody, thank you so much. Hallie, give me a few minutes. i got to turn this machine off here and uh, I'll walk you guys out. See you later, everybody.